All right, Julian. Well, here it is. I guess we're here. Board. It is. Uh, my, you know, my, we talked about my laptop issues, how it just shuts off like this. No, what's going on with your laptop? I don't know. I wish I knew. It just will just shut off, and then I got to put my whole... I got the longest password in America, too. I'm very paranoid. Um, but anyway, welcome to the Green and White Report again, as I've now said that a million times. I'm just very rattled. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a, you know, it's been a rough weekend. Been a rough weekend. Woke up yesterday morning. Sick as a dog. It's the it's the cold weather, man. I you think it's sick. really messing Weren't me up. Weren't you sick last week too? I was. I was, and we're fighting. We're battling. Took some meds before I came in here, so Good. I feel a little bit better. Good. But, I don't know what it is. I think it's also just the product of not getting great sleep. I remember on on Monday, so Sunday night last week, I went to bed at like ten o'clock. I woke up at six thirty for my eight a.m. class. I felt great. I texted my mom. I'm like, it's a great day to be alive. I feel great. I, I, my mom always says you got to get more sleep, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'm fine. Yep. Got great sleep. I felt great. I had an unbelievable day. Since then, things have kind of fallen off the rails. Back to my my crappy sleeping schedule. Uh, but lack of sleep. It's cold. I don't I'm not prepared at all dress wise. I I liked wearing shorts. Same. Okay. I like wearing shorts. It's more comfortable for me. So I roll out in shorts a lot. Doesn't help. Yesterday too. You're at the, I'm at the Michigan State game yesterday, the football game, and I my pants. I'm soaking wet, sitting there in the cold for couple hours not great not great not great that's why so many people wanted me to buy a ticket i'm like i don't want to watch the product on the field fair also it's definitely gonna rain and so there's just no need to sub- subject yourself to that fair enough and now i got a little bit of a scratchy throat scratchy throat i'm fighting though i'm fighting too you're fighting though yeah. it's just that it's just that time of year like it's just the inevitable is 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 here you're not going to be able to to avoid it so why not embrace the sickness that's true that's true. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta embrace it. In sickness, it through sickness and in health, you and I will be here on the Green and White Report every, every Sunday. Sunday at eleven a.m. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's just get right into it. You're just gonna jump the, right uh, in. The the world's largest elephant in the room. Obviously, we are a Michigan State sports talk show, and because of that, we have to talk about Michigan State football. as unfortunate as that is. Uh, so we'll do it. I'll throw the number out right away because I, as I told you, you Julian asked the question this morning. He goes, "Are you going to go scorched earth?" And I really don't have it in me anymore. I think that's kind of where I'm at mentally. Is I'm not going to sit here and whine and complain. And I'm sure it'll come out at some point. But I was, I told Julian, I go, I, I don't, I'm not going to go scorched earth. I just need some help today. I need some help to kind of figure out where my mind is. I want to get the people involved. Uh, the phone number is 517-432-3893 if you want to call in. You can also text us at 517-884-8989 or tweet us at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GWReport if you want to weigh in on Michigan State football and their loss against Penn State yesterday. That was a 28-7 loss. I don't even want to read stats. I love reading stats, <laughs> but there's literally no stats to read. I mean, Lewerke was... What, I think he completed maybe like 15, 16 passes out of like 30-something, one interception, yeah. no touchdowns, didn't get over 200 yards passing. Elijah Collins on the ground had maybe 60-some yards. Uh, I think Cody White was probably your leading receiver with three catches, 66 yards, I think, maybe. As I've now told you, I didn't want to read stats. That was spot on, though, the three receptions, really? 66 yards. I'm looking at it. I'll show you that's, my left. Yeah, I wasn't that's looking at spot it. on. I don't even know where to go with football talk today because – it's it's like Groundhog Day, and I we could sit here and talk about the defense and being and like oh you know we thought this defense was something special, and it turns out that they're not. Uh, but we did that, 
last week or two weeks ago. We've done that. We've done that since the Ohio State game, and then into the Wisconsin game, and we're doing it again right now. We could talk about the offense. We've talked about the same way for two years now, so that's nothing new. So I don't, I don't know what you want from me, and that's why I'm asking, I'm begging, I'm pleading for help today to our listeners, to the fans, if there are any out there. Again, I told you I'm putting the number out there 30 times today. If you want to call us, 517-432-3893, 517-884-8989 to text us at WDBM Sports on Twitter, hashtag GW Report. What are your thoughts on Michigan State football? Because I have none. I have no more thoughts. As far as, what do I want to say again? The defense, the defense ain't as good as you thought. Told you that two weeks ago, three weeks ago. The offense stinks. We know. We've done it for two years now. The offensive line, terrible. We've done that before, too. They don't get a push up front. They can't protect Lewerke. And again, I don't Brian Lewerke obviously was not good yesterday, but I look at the offense as a whole, and I just I, I can't put all the blame on him. You have you have Lewerke in the game, Lombardi's in the game, Theo Day's in the game. It's just a mess. And my problem is. Aside from football, and I always I said it too yesterday when Jake Hartbarger came out for his first punt. I go, there's your best player on your football team. He sucked yesterday. Is a that was so bad. He is average. He had seven punts and an average of 31 yards. And I get situationally, you're not punting mm-hmm. every ball 60 yards. But for the love of the Lord, man, I mean it was so it was so embarrassing. And that's that's the only thing that I really care to say about this team now, is. When, when they show up on the field, I get it. Like, I'm sure to a certain extent that these players all hear things that come from the media and from other students about their performance or lack thereof. And it probably weighs on you a bit. But it just seems like all of the criticism and all of the negativity surrounding the team, and you have six guys that transfer in the last week or two, they've just crumbled. Like, they just, they've given up. And whatever D'Antonio has to say in the press conference afterwards about how I'm proud of our guys for not quitting, give me a break, dude. You were you were never in the game ever. I like like from the first series. It just and I and, and shame on me because I came on here on the radio at the beginning of the year and I told you they were going to go 11 and one and win the Big Ten championship. That's like the I should be put into an insane asylum. Like that was ludicrous of me to say. I lose all credibility as a human being after saying that. This team's now four and four. And at the end of the day, like you are what you are. Like your defense, you have some players there, but they as a unit have not been great since seeing stiffer competition. Your offense has been bad all year, minus the Western Michigan game, the Tulsa game, whatever. So what have you what have you really shown anyone as a team this year? And we can get into the we can do the same thing that we did two weeks ago too and talk about D'Antonio and what his future is like here or whatever. But I what have you done this year? What do you have to show for? And we said too, like earlier uh, in the in the past couple shows, like you look at these games of Wisconsin, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. You know what's the barometer? Can you go three and one? Can you go two and two? Two and one, I think for both of us was like our floor. Like if you can't go two and two, what are you doing? And you've now you're on zero three. And you're looking at a Michigan team now, who for the first time this year, excluding maybe the second half against Penn State, they're starting to figure some things out. I don't know if Notre Dame just stinks, but whatever. I'm just I'm I'm upset and I'm embarrassed because from the start of the game yesterday for Michigan State, I never felt like they were in the game and there was there was no there was absolutely no 
fight or like urgency at all. And if I'm if I'm an offensive player, especially, like there's just no life. It's so sad. It's sad and it's embarrassing. And I have to watch this product. I don't even care to watch anymore. I don't leave games early. I don't. I don't miss kickoffs. I don't miss first pitches. I don't miss puck drop. I don't leave games early. It's how I am as a sport. If I pay the money, I'm going to go and watch my team and support. Barring any extenuating, that's not even a word. I don't even think any Extenu- outside. No, that's good. Yeah, any that's outside. It. That's circuit, a word. I don't leave. And in the first quarter yesterday, it's it's raining, it's cold, I'm underdressed, I'm getting sick, and I turn to my buddy, I go, dude, there's no reason for me to stay here past the first quarter. We can already we already have a taste in the air of what's gonna happen. I'm not doing it. And the stadium was empty yesterday at the beginning of the game and especially at the end of the game. And it's embarrassing. Like I get it, like the big house is the big house. Like you sell out no matter what. But there, I mean, Michigan's a five and two team. The, the, every Harbaugh is under the microscope every week. They show out, like no one cares at this school anymore. You, you don't. You, you want to sit in the rain? You just said you didn't want to sit in the rain. Why are you saying it's embarrassing that people don't want to pay like waste their time with maybe the worst did you, offense did I've you, ever did seen? You, I'm just saying. Did you see how empty the stadium was? Yeah, because it rained. It's not because you don't this, think it's because of the product. I, I mean, I think Michigan State student section is one of the worst in the Big Ten. It's not, there's no, there's no like arguing about that. But at the same time, it's pouring, raining, and they're down fourteen nothing pretty early. I think they're going to go the peanut barrel for the second half. I think that made sense. Right, fair enough, and that's what that's that's what I was. But gone. The, I you look at the big house yesterday; it wasn't full. It it, it wasn't. There wasn't pe- like a lot of. There was probably seventy percent full, and I get it's a, a lot better game, but it, I. It's kind of hard to put it on people to go in pouring rain when the product's not good. I, I don't think people have given up. I think this program stinks, but I don't think that. So you haven't given up. You haven't given up. Oh, on this season? Oh, it's over. It's completely over. It's sad. Okay, so there, I'm just saying there's that's that's all I had. I've been talking forever. Get, let me get your thoughts on this, Julian. I think you, you said a lot of it. This has just been embarrassing. And to, to me, I think you hit it right, and it's not – at this point, you don't blame it on Brian Lewerke or Joe Bashi or the DBs just messing everything up. This comes down to coaching, and this comes down to Mark D'Antonio and that entire staff has been okay with putting this product on the field every single week. There have been no adjustments, no changes, no movement, no different things. They have consistently said, we like the product we have, and put it out there on the field. And I, I, That's just it. And I mean, I just don't know anymore because I think the biggest question you look at this season and you say, I like – I think the difference is between like I sat through my first year here at MSU and watched a three and nine season. I watched Tyler O'Connor throw a football. Same. And while that was disgusting and sad and horrible to watch, there has not been a feeling like it has been this season. And I think that is because there's no there's a big question mark on where the future is for this team and this program. Right. I don't. Where do you go from here? I. I. It just. It's it's ridiculous. It's an embarrassment, and it's sad. It's sad that this is what this program has fallen down to. And I just I don't know. I don't know. I I just I have not been able to formulate the words to really because we exactly. like you said we've said everything exactly exactly. And I don't know what to say. And I know people like the thing that makes is I don't know. I just don't get. This has been really sad. It's been an awful season. But so many people are just 
just ready to shoot from the hip and just take everybody <laughs> down with them. Like, I saw a couple people tweet yesterday just how Mark D'Antonio has not earned the right to end his career off in MSU on his own terms anymore. And I just don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know if you want me to agree <laughs> with you. You want me to say fire him, fire everybody, you know, chop off Lewerke's legs and move on. Like, I don't know what you want me to say here anymore. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, too, and I might have said it myself. Like, we've we've said, as far as the product goes and the play of the team, we've said it all. We've seen the same thing for, for weeks. And that's why I don't, I don't like, you know, you, you try to make notes on the game, and, like, if you want me to break down and analyze, like, why receivers don't get open and the work he can't make throws and people drop past, I get it was raining outside. You want me to break down why Elijah Collins – can't can barely get over fifty yards on the ground because your offensive line stinks. Like like I, we can do that if you want. Yeah, you if can you'd break rather it down. do that. But we've seen it all. I do want to. We did have a text come in, an anonymous text. There was anonymous no there text. was no name. I would love to read the name, but there's no name here. Uh, this texter said, "Losing the last three games at a combined score of 117, does that justify a midseason fire of OC Brad Salem?" I don't know how to answer that because he's not going to get fired. D- does it justify it? Maybe, but it's the guy's first year as the OC. So your problem is when you hire internally like that, he's, D'Antonio's not going to get rid of a guy like Salem in the middle of the season. Like, the season's done. That's it. All you have left is go beat Michigan. I don't care if you lose every other game if you beat Michigan. Like, whatever. But it's a, it's a valid question because, again, I'll read that number. You've been outscored 100-17 to 17 in the last three games. It's embarrassing. And that's why I told you before the show – for a school like Michigan State, who is a Big Ten school, and I get it, some offenses are better than others. How do you not? I don't. I I fundamentally don't understand how you are that inept on offense that you cannot get in the end zone. I don't. I don't. I genuinely do not understand it. So to this texter's point, which again we really appreciate you texting in, I don't. I I do not understand what the problem is. Brad Salem will not be fired this year, and I don't. I can't promise you he'll be fired in the off season. I think that, I don't. I don't think Brad Salem needs to go from the program because he's had success in his past roles to an extent, in my opinion. But this guy can't. I mean, he can't call plays for you next year if you want to. If you want to take that next step, he just can't. There's no more. I'm done with the. I don't. I. I'm not going to sit here and call for D'Antonio's job. He's done some amazing things for, for the school and for the for the program. But at a certain point, it's like, when, when does it end? I don't I, – I, I'm not necessarily, like, jumping jumping for joy that he might retire at the end of this year. I don't even buy that he will. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It, they stink. They're 4-4. Four and four. And whatever, whatever uh, D'Antonio's comment about – I know it like it, that kind of went viral. I don't say viral, but on, on MSU Twitter of of D'Antonio and the presser saying, you know how where it could be worse. Like we're not two and seven, we're four and four. Like that to me shows that you've given up. Like you're content with this. That's unacceptable. You're four and four at Michigan State. Uh, if that's if that's where the bar has been set now, we're done. That's it. It's been fun. But fun, Julian. No, you hit it. And that's that is the biggest thing that has been embarrassing every single week about this team. Like honestly, they could lose every game. And I wouldn't feel this way if they came out every single game and at least had fight. Right, but they don't. They don't. They, they don't. don't. And it, it that's something that has reverberated from the coaching staff to the players. 
and I see it now. And you know, whatever you want to say about D'Antonio and wherever he is, he's still a good coach. He still knows what yes, he's doing. Of course, but and the coaching the coaching so, spirit's gone. And if you don't think he's a good coach, you're a moron. Because like, I mean, look what he's done at the school. But the spirit's gone. There's no this. He has prided himself and this team on always meeting the level of the team they face. Yep. Of always exactly. playing up. Of playing exactly. with a chip on their shoulder. This team has no chip on their shoulder. Like it makes no sense that this team had the highest of expectations. We're supposed to be great. This defense is supposed to be elite. And night in and night out, they don't come in with anything. Yep. It it doesn't make any sense. And then D'Antonio, like, get fired up. Get angry. Like, and I get it. He's a, that's, a, that's a dumb question. No, answer the question. You took the shot. You took the shot on your guys, on your, your team, and it failed. And it failed. And he looks sad. He looks defeated. This whole team looks defeated. It's over. It's over. And no, no, they're not going to fire him. So the, to answer the question that someone texted in, does it justify a firing? Yes, it does. Any, any, any other program, it's justifiable of a, of a firing. You're the offensive coach, and the team can barely put up one touchdown. Like, that's justifiable. Like, you should therefore lose your job. I almost feel bad for Brad Salem because it's just like he was kind of just like thrown in here, and all of this was on his shoulders. Like, the offense was so bad last year. D'Antonio points at him and goes, hey, you're my new guy. You're my new OC. And I have to imagine he's sitting there like, are you kidding me? I got to deal with this now? Like, I don't know, man. It's 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 sad to talk about, and I don't – I'm almost like all talked out. And we've we've said it at length now. We're just we're talking in circles. So I don't know. As far as the rest of the year goes, like I said, I care about one thing, and that's beating Michigan. Going will, to Ann Arbor. Will that erase everything, though? I don't think it I don't think it will, but I I I am terrified at the thought if Michigan State does not beat Michigan, that I mean this we might have all hell might break loose in East Lansing with this guy and his job. I mean, not that he's not already under fire, but it's 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 like you said, Michigan State under D'Antonio has always prided itself on it doesn't matter who we play or where we play or the conditions, we're tough, we're gonna fight, we're gonna rise to the occasion. And they just haven't. Like, you've been getting killed. Ohio State, Wisconsin, uh, Penn State yesterday. You've been getting murdered. It's sad. It's embarrassing. Like, people pay money to watch this stuff. So that, to me, is a sign of, as you said, he looks defeated. D'Antonio looks defeated. The team looks defeated. There's zero confidence there. You have a senior quarterback in Brian Lewerke who is essentially being exiled from the school. All your seniors on defense that have put in some tremendous years that you're gonna miss dearly next year. It's like I, I just, it's it just sad how it all, it kind of came crashing down. And I don't know, I don't know where you go from here because next year, it things don't look great, especially if Rocky Lombardi is your starting quarterback. I'm sorry, and this takes me back to last year's whatever game it was that I was at when you were hearing the Rocky chants come down. You have fun watching that next year. That's all I'm gonna say. Have fun. I don't know. I don't know what changes are supposed to be made, as far as I, I mean. I do know what changes are supposed to be made. I don't know what changes will be made. We could we could log on to Twitter two weeks after the season and see that Mark D'Antonio's been fired. He's stepped down. He's retired. Uh, we could see that Brad Salem has been given the head coaching job. We who knows? I have no idea. I'm not going to jump on the train of Bill Beekman's not a real AD and he doesn't care. That's not true. I don't care if he doesn't have an athletic background. I think he understands how sports work and how the revenue flow works for having. But good he's not going to do it. 
Like uh, that's that's the thing. I mean, right. you and say anything could happen. I don't think anything's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna stay the same. Cause what what is and this is not a shot at Bill Beekman. This is not saying he can't do his job or he won't do his job. But is he really gonna fire Mark D'Antonio? Name somebody who's gonna fire Mark D'Antonio. Right. Give me I, I, give no, me that I, AD's name. Like I don't. This program th- that that is the problem here. This program is built on Mark D'Antonio. And all these people who are on Twitter talking about, oh, I would fire him. No, you wouldn't. Because you don't have it. You don't have it. In, you don't have the guts to fire him. Fire him. Fire Mark D'Antonio from this program and then try and rebuild it yourself. Yeah. Because that's what you're going to have to do. He is this football program. There's no MSU football without Mark D'Antonio. Exactly. And and it's it looks as though it's going to get worse before it gets better. And, it, and in essence, I think it has to. I think you have to kind of tear it down because I don't know, unless who knows, man. Like if would it would it help your mind if he if D'Antonio starts firing people and hires in some like hot shot young OC and like now we're all fired up again? Does that bring you back in? I don't know. I have no idea. Who cares? It's basketball season now. Yeah, fair enough. That's it. I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. I can't do the football right now. I'm stressed out. Ian, did you finish your cereal? I'm cold. You done with your cereal, Gilmore? The cereal's still there. I didn't want to run off the mics on it. Get the, come on, Collins. Collins. Where are we, Collins? Collins. Collins, the mic. I got it. Come on. Come we give me a break. There, 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 there we are. There we are. Just busting your chops. I know. I, I, just I, had it, I had it all queued up, and then I wasn't paying attention because Joe DeAndre's eating the most disgusting breakfast behind the glass right now. What's what he eating? He's what got, like, it? I don't know what this potato situation is with Jeez. the breakfast. Show it to him. Can you hold Show it up? Hold it up. That's why I just stick with Reese's Puffs. I can't see yuck, it. Yuck. Ew. Isn't that gross? It looks like are leftover sausages. Oh, from, yeah, from the cat. Where did you get that from? What are those sausages? What are they? Joe. Um, it's uh those cheesy sausage links, and we got some scalloped potatoes. That's what is wrong with that? Colin? That is disgusting. I don't know about That's that. That's disgusting. Whatever. Anyway, how is your cereal? Well, I, I didn't eat it because I, I didn't know if Collins was like mutant me or anything, so I don't want I don't yeah, want to be Collins, crunching while you guys were. No, clearly there, there, was a, there was a period in time where your mic was on and you were definitely chewing the food. Yeah. in the mic. Mm. The moments when we were didn't know whether we were live or not, you were definitely live. But that's just show. That's, bi- that's, that's, that's just show bad. business, baby. Whatever we roll, I think it's more fun like that. We roll. We roll. Okay. Hey, Ian. Hey, guys. How's it going? going? Good. The throat's a little sore, but my, the chocolate milk in my coffee mug is is soothing the throat. So. If I have to turn and cough at any point, my apologies. That's fine. We understand it. It's that time of year. It is. Uh, you it were is. at MSU. What is this? MSU Madness? MSU Midnight Madness. Midnight I've seen Madness? it called I don't pretty much know everything the real in the book. Name. Midnight Madness? Does it have an official name? Because I, I don't know if it does. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. There's don't, too many. Yeah, I've heard Midnight Madness, but then technically it doesn't like start at midnight. Oh, it just kind of like in. It didn't even end at midnight, it ended did it? Before midnight. Yeah, like so what are we what are we doing here? MSU Madness is lame. Like I so give give the listeners a, a rundown of what this MSU madness is for those who don't know because I I yes. really don't fully uh, fundamentally fully understand. <laughs> understand the product because there's like oh like there's like the Izone camp out then there's like the MSU madness I'm not yeah yeah so this is basically a big high school pep rally Love to it. get you excited about this upcoming season for both men's basketball and women's basketball okay and it's uh, pretty much for the fans and for the younger younger audience cuz they come in doors open at 8:30 and then they line up and get autographs from all the players they get you know posters and such and then everything really starts at 9:30 um 
I think Women's kicks it off. They do their intro. Everyone has a different intro, so they all come in to whatever song they want to, however they Ooh. want to. Um, and then same thing goes for men's, and then they each will play their own scrimmage against each other, kind of show out. Um, I think I wasn't there, but I saw this year's theme was like uh, Spartan Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so I saw Izzo yeah. came out in the Hulk outfit or whatever. Yeah. Legendary. They're all dressed up in like their own Avengers thing. Susie Merchant was the Black Widow, came in on a motorcycle. Really? That's kind of sweet. That's yeah. fire. That was sweet. That's out of control. So how was it? What was the atmosphere? It looked like it was packed. It was. It was. I mean, it was, I'd say to the brim pretty much, it was Breslin was to capacity. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I'd never been to it before. I didn't really know what to expect, but it's one of those things like you want to go at least once yeah. just so you can like experience it. It's like maybe not an every year thing, but I think I think it was pretty cool to go to. And you see the players and the coaches, you, you hear them like talk more than they usually do. You see them interact with each other off a of basketball court. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I think that's the best aspect of it is just seeing them as people rather than athletes. Is it just for students? No, it was like oh, yeah. open to the public because it's and I've free. I've never been. I must. I gotta yeah. go. I gotta you never make been? a trip. No, I didn't. I've never been. I I didn't do the Izone campout stuff either because I was like, you know, I don't think I'm gonna go to all the basketball games. I'm too late now. I'm way too late in the game. I think the year. Yeah, the Izone is. So, yeah, I could. Yeah, I could punt on a couple credits and come back <laughs> just for just for the heck of it. Um. So you were shooting video there. Yes. So you were getting some good footage over there. Yes. At, at the midnight madness. Oh, hopefully, there's some fire content on the way. There's good. gonna be some fire content. There's, there's gonna be fire con- I do want like Ian kills it with the camera and you know a little sad that it wasn't for us but I saw D- Ian did shoot a little oh. soccer video wasn't a little sad it wasn't us, for huh? us but it was it was fire Ian's so good with the camera man he is he kills it I he try is. I try what who had the uh who had the best intro on the night was it Steven Izzo mm. no had definitely not what was the could you remember what his what was his song that he walked out to I couldn't tell you I, I I only remember like one of the the guys ones. The, I think the 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 girls team or the women's team was a lot better. Really? Because their intros they came out through the tunnel, and they were like dressed up and they had the sparks going up next to them and stuff. Oh, that's good. And the the men's they just came down the stairs. Yeah. Like of the of the I've seats. Always, but the I always I dream. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you the off. The one that was really good was Connor George. He came oh. down to bet on it from High School Musical too. Dang. And he was like that's singing a to good it one. and doing some of the hand motions that, that Troy does in the movie. That's kind of cringy. It was pretty good. I don't know if I like that. Come, Come on, on man. I mess with it. I'm, he- I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I've yeah, always. But the, but the rest of them were just like generic like rap songs and they're just coming down. Like they just go down the stairs and give people high fives. And he was like into it. I have, I'll tell you what, things that keep me up at night, dreaming of <laughs> being able to do something like that. You can do it. Let's sneak into the Breslin Center. That's all. I, do this one thing for me. I don't want you guys. I don't want a senior gift. I don't want any of that. I don't need any any heartfelt uh, send off. Get me at the Breslin Center. I want you guys to pack the house for me, and I want you to introduce <laughs> five eight and a half out of Novi, Michigan, two hundred and twenty five pounds, starting center number forty four, Reiner Ben. I'm gonna come out. I don't know what the song is gonna be. Maybe like some Dropkick Murphys. I might just blow the roof off the place. Some what? Dropkick Murphys, Electric Factory. I would just come out. I'm slapping five. I have five. no idea what that I'm, means. I'd give I'm me lost. A, just a little shoot around action. I'll throw some t-shirts in the crowd. That's all I want. You guys don't know what Dropkick Murphys are? It's like Negative. the most, bo- every Boston thing ever yeah. to happen Shipping is up this Boston. song under. Yeah. Shipping up to Boston. By the way, that is a gift. Nope. If you te- like, if you can fill the Breslin, that's a pretty nice gift. You're not asking <laughs> for a gift, but that's a gift. We could easily do that, though. Like the amount of people we're been with, just like line. we could I, give fill. Me, give me, I just want, there. I just, I just want a line that I can like run through and like give me the sparks and the announcing and whatever. Standing but, in five eight yeah, from Novi, five, eight and a half, Michigan. Five eight and a half. Five eight and a half. Thank you very much. Okay. We'll lower the rim too, so you can dunk. Yes, I've never dunked before. This could be a first. <laughs> this could be a first. <laughs> um, 
so from the scrimmage that you saw, any any notable highlights to point out as far as from either team, men's men's or women's, anyone looking good to you so far? It's kind of hard to analyze. I think performances through a camera lens. I guess that that's my Fair one enough. thing. Um, who was it that? In the women's game, when it hit zeros, I can't think of her name. The full court shot. Yes. Oh, it was, insane. was it? Um, ESPN. It was baby. insane. She, she was standing. Caleb under, Bell, number forty-two. I think it's. it's hold on. Where? Where? You Eldon know, Campbell, forty-two. No, he's number forty-one. Eldon Campbell. People on the glass, behind the glass. What are we? What are we doing? You're, Google. Get on it. Don't, uh, don't get on talk it. to them like what, that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what do you want me to doodle? The person who did the first of all, Eldon Campbell. What a name from Rabinowitz, right? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Shout Bad. out to Eldon yeah. Campbell. But what do you guys want me to look up? Caleb Bell. That's who it was. We got are you not paying attention? We yeah. got Caleb Bell. Would we keep taking it easy on these guys back there? You're in rare form today. I've never <laughs> seen you get. A little diva. Eh? A little <laughs> I'm a rookie Julia. right now. I don't know half the things that are going on around me. So it's fine. Look, look, right? at, look at them all back there. Look at Joe Dandridge eating his weird, weird potatoes. Whoa. Sitting back there. <laughs> Watch yourself, Julian. Watch Julian, yourself. I, I, Joe, don't listen to him. You're fine, Joe. You're fine. You're fine. Fire anyway, up, fire nice, up. nice full court, three quarter. It shot, was sweet. But... It was insane. Like what a way to end a scrimmage. She was standing on her own free, or, yeah, free throw line. It was crazy. And just like videoing that, it was like the perfect shot because I was right behind her, right? So she she th- tosses it up, and I just like slowly zoom out, and the the, oh. the ball goes out of the frame. Next thing you know, it's back in the frame, just dropping right through. That's it great was, camera awesome. work. You can't teach that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I I do want to kind of open the floor here to both of you guys, and Julian, if you have any more questions for Ian regarding the midnight madness, especially, um, by all means. As far as the overall season now, one thing that we definitely need to talk about is the injury to Josh Langford. Obviously, mm-hmm. Tom Izzo very emotional in his press conference talking about the loss of, of Langford until at least January, it sounds like. To me, number one, I just, I can't believe that like he took up. I mean, he missed pretty much the entire year last season with the foot injury, and now it's back. I'm like, I don't know how, like... It's the foot, like I don't know. I it's just it's hard. It's like, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. You know, obviously that kind of stuff can linger, um, but beside the point, there uh, you're going to be missing him for a couple of months. Uh, it, how much of a blow in reality? I mean, it's a very deep roster, is it not? So to me, I look at losing Josh Langford as is just more of a. Obviously, you lose a piece of your depth. You lose a starter, obviously. But I'm not that bent out of shape about it in the sense of I don't think like, the team can like compete without him. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not taking this as seriously as I should be. No, I think you're right. Um, it's definitely a bigger emotional blow um, for this team. Right, and obviously, it. you look at Langford, a guy who had to sit out most of the season last year, and you expect, oh, he's going to be back fully healthy, and then to have it happen again. Right. Especially to a guy like him. like He's been, been nothing but a stand-up guy. Uh, since he's come to to East Lansing, and so it's sad to see what's happening to him. But as far as production on the floor, I think this team has depth. But now you're kind of gonna have to ask people to step up again. And I think that was the biggest thing last year is that guys could fill it, fill the role, fill the hole. But you had to ask them to step up a little earlier than you may have liked to. You you would have liked to. Like a guy now, Rocket Watts, he definitely was gonna see time before the season starts. But now he has to see more. Winston's gonna have to fill it up. They've been trying to keep him and keep his minutes down. Now they gotta find a way to move him around. Foster Lawyer as well. I mean, it, it just it makes you have to reevaluate the rotation, give extra minutes to other guys, have other guys step up, and now you have to think more about who you're playing, how long they're gonna be playing, and all that kind of stuff. And that's just for a team that has as much depth and has as much guys as this team does have. 
you don't necessarily want to have all these questions. I mean, it's better to have them now than later on in the season, but these are questions you didn't want to have to figure out. I think the Cassius Winston minutes thing, that's something I haven't thought about until you just mentioned that, but that's definitely something you want to think about in the beginning of the season because you don't want him burnt out when they get later in the season. And uh, going back to the scrimmages, Rocket Watts is going to be a problem this year. Like, he's he's good. And I realize it's a scrimmage. And I realize we haven't seen him against, you know, other elite college basketball-level teams, but I think he's going to be really good this year. Um, Just the way I think he commanded the floor uh, on a team where he's playing against Cassius Winston, um, I I really liked – he was the one guy that stood out to me that I I really liked the way he played. And like I said, that just being a commander on the floor, I think that'll be important – as, as a freshman and having to come in for a guy like that, that's been a leader like Josh Langford has been. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a blow, but there's a reason this team is ranked number one, and it's because they have the bodies, they have the talent, they have the players. And honestly, if you were coming into the season expecting Josh Langford to be at where he was a couple seasons ago, it most likely wasn't going to happen. He was, he was going right. to float around and give you some good production, give you some good points, but you have to say he wouldn't be the same guy he was until later on in the season. And so while it does hurt, they're just going to have to find other ways to get that production, and I think they're going to find that. And I think with anyone, too, when you when you have an injury, especially like that with an injury to your foot, as a basketball player, obviously, or any athlete, but you really don't know what kind of player that person's going to be when they come back. So you were looking forward to seeing Langford, at least to see him in the scrimmages in, at Midnight Madness or whatever whatever we want to call it. Um, to just to see how he's kind of progressed or even regressed since since the injury happened. But now you bring him back in January. You don't know where the team's going to be as far as maybe Rocket Watts steps up at the two and he's one of the best players in the nation, and you don't even need Josh Langford in your starting rotation. Obviously a piece there that he goes beyond his performance on the court, uh, as, as, as both of you guys mentioned. Uh, but but it, it's just it's tough. I mean, you hate to see a guy like that go down. As a guy, that I think is you know he's up there with like your your tum tums of of Michigan State basketball, just being beloved characters of the team. Uh, but I I'm excited for January when he's at least back. Hopefully he's back because you don't even know with this kind of stuff. He's going to be yeah. reevaluated in January. You'd like to think that he could play. Uh, and and look, I mean, the more the merrier. Once you're rolling into March, you know, get all the boys on the wagon. But uh, with that, I don't know if you got any more questions for Ian. I'd say the one thing is just don't rush him back. Good, good, good point. This team, this team's got to make the tournament. Like, come on, they're they're gonna make the tournament. And I, I've always been a proponent. I really don't care what seed you have in the tournament. I don't think they matter. I really don't think the one seeds matter. We saw it last year. MSU thought they got screwed over with Duke, and then they went and beat them yep. as a two seed. So I, I, I say just don't rush him back. You're gonna need all the bodies you need come March and April. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we will have plenty of men's basketball coverage here on the Green and White Report as the year progresses. They play on Tuesday, folks. It's basketball season. Go ahead, put the footballs away. Exhibition, exhibition. Yeah, against Albion, and the next thing you know, quick turnaround in New York. That's you guys. You guys are going, aren't we you? We're going to New so York. Me, Trim Valley, uh, Joe Dandron. Start out spreading there. the news. Start spreading the news. Start spreading the news. I love it. So soothing. I'm leaving today. You want to just push you to play us out with that? <laughs> you guys are feeling, unbelievable. Uh, we got a lot more to do here on the show, folks. We have Michigan State hockey on the other side of this break with our dear friend Ryan Collins. We have women's soccer. Ian will be joining us again for that. We'll talk some football with Nathan Stearns. I'm sure he's got a couple things to say about this team. Sparty Awards this week. We are in the spirit of Halloween. 
So the do's and don'ts of collegiate Halloween. Yep. You're not going to want to miss that. We have some NBA talk as the NBA is back. We will talk Major League Baseball playoffs. And, of course, to end the show, we will have the picks. I will throw the number out before we go to break here. 517-432-3893 if you want to call us. 517-884-8989 to text us if you want to join in on any of the conversations that we're having today. Or tweet us at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GWReport. We'll be right back, folks, here on the Green and White Report. Impact 89 FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. Michigan State basketball had their annual Midnight Madness Friday night, marking the beginning of the 2019 basketball seasons. The Spartans men's team is set to play their first preseason match on Tuesday, taking on Albion College at home. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. Michigan State football hosted number six-ranked Penn State yesterday afternoon, falling to the Nittany Lions 28-7. This marks the Spartans' third loss to teams ranked in the top 10, as the Spartans now fall to 4-4. Four four. They now head into their bye week. The MSU volleyball team hosted the Wisconsin Badgers Friday night, falling in three sets. The Spartans moved to 13-6 on the season, as they prepare to host Minnesota later this afternoon. Match set to begin at 12. Michigan State Hockey won their match last night, defeating Colorado College 5-1. The Spartans improved to 2-2 on the season as they prepare to take on Cornell this weekend. I'm Henry Menegos with your Impact Sports Update. For more, visit impact89fm.org sports. Hank! <laughs> What Welcome back. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. I couldn't see. I was looking for Colin's finger under the TV there. He hit it a little bit. It's standing room only in there, in the in the studio right there's now. There's a. I mean, there's a lot of pressure over here. I'm not. I'm, I believe it. I'm I, sweating I, my badge off over here. Like <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what's going on over here. You're fine. I. It's all. It's Dude, all good You're killing stuff. it. I'm just glad we went to commercial. That was that was gonna be the biggest one. Yeah. I'm like, does he does he have it in him? Is he clutch? Yeah. I was. I, I got you, the chops. It's you came not through. That. You I was, came through. I was afraid that we were gonna be sitting here with. Dead air and Collins was gonna was gonna sit, drop a couple profanities as Collins does. <laughs> yeah, and then, I, yeah. Where that, that might be an issue. I, I, <laughs> I first of all, I keep thinking you guys can see me, and Rabinowitz cannot see me when I'm sitting over here. Yeah, I can't. I can see you now. It's not a, it's not a one way mirror. I, I know. I can see you. <laughs> Hi. But yeah, you were when you were sitting over there. I saw some hand movement. I didn't know, but whatever. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah, he did. I think part yeah. of the part of the beauty of the show is the perfection of the imperfection. We're oh, just yeah. a couple couple guys, just dudes being guys. Guys being just guys dudes. being dudes. Yeah. We just come in, in here and we're just like, yeah, let's do a live sports radio show on Sundays. Yeah, we just, just make it work. It. Like Yeah. What do you want to do on Sunday? Sleep in? Nah, let's just get up and talk some sports. <laughs> we're gonna talk about Michigan State football. But right now, we will talk about Michigan State hockey with Ryan Collins. What you, up? Good, you good to go? Yeah, I'm good. Is this is this gonna be too much for you if we try to talk hockey and then have to have you go back to the board to do some do some adjustments? Can you do it? We'll see. It's, it's, <laughs> we're still up in the air. It's your first big test. Okay. Well, it's been a while since we spoke hockey. They're two and two now, as Hank let us know via update. Uh, two games stint against Colorado College. Great barn, by the way, over at Colorado. It's College. It's new too. It's fire. Absolutely. Three one loss on Friday. Yes. Five one win mm-hmm. on How Saturday. How are you? How are you? Thanks for coming, uh, Johnny Lethman. I believe, if I'm reading the stat line correctly, one goal against on 35 shots. Pretty good. Take that any day of the week. Pretty good. Uh, so so far with the team, uh, obviously they play Cornell coming up here next weekend. 
Uh, two and two. What do you, when if I would have told you they'd be two and two after the first four, you'd be surprised, happy, sad, disappointed. I think that's right where you would think they would be. I mean, you go two road trips to Northern Michigan, and you go up to Colorado Springs. Splitting those two series aren't bad. Like the College of Colorado is no cupcake. They, I mean, yeah. they beat Minnesota the weekend before, so they show they're like capable of being a pretty solid team in the Big Ten. So uh, MSU going up there and splitting. I think gives you belief that this team will be competitive in the Big Ten. Also, I think this week against Cornell is just kind of like when you start your litmus test of this team, like right. where they really measure up against because you get a really quality, talented team coming to month. And so what is it you're trying to see out of those games? You're saying it's a litmus test. Do they need to win the games, or do you just need to see some improvement on either side of the puck? I mean, you got to win. You got to at least split. Whenever you have someone coming to your, like, home barn, you you can't just get swept, uh, like, at Mun. I think they did that a couple times during the middle of the Big Ten season last year, and it basically took them out of contention from having home ice in the Big Ten tournament. So you can't have stuff like that happen. But I, I think the story right now is how good Lethnum is playing right now. I believe you. I, I don't. I don't know. I sound unprepared because you guys didn't tell me I was coming on today for <laughs> hockey. But uh, I believe Lethem has both wins for the Spartans, and he's two and zero. So he's been he's been pretty solid. It'd be curious to see if Dan Cole maybe believes in him a little bit more and gives him two starts at uh at Mun this weekend. But what I need to see, you need to see more production from your first line. In the first couple games, they haven't been the same. I understand you're trying to replace a Hobie Baker candidate and Tara Hirose, but looking to the future, you need guys like Nodler, Yager. You need your defensemen like Cezana and the Krieger twins to produce on the offensive end. So you need more offensive production from depth guys. It can't just be Lewandowski and Kodorenko. I think a good start uh, from that. Last night you had five goals from five different guys, which is great. Cody Ranko on that first line with three assists as well. I noticed, too, they moved Lewandowski off the first line. We talked about this on Behind the Mask. He he hasn't very like he hasn't really produced to the same he was since his freshman year. Like last year you're playing with a guy like Taro Hirose. It's kind of right. hard to keep up with him. But I, I didn't hate the idea. Maybe get him energized in a different way. Maybe the chemistry between Todorinko and Lewandowski is not the same without Hiroshi. So I, I think switching up lines was a good move by Dan Cole. And I think good hockey coaches do that every once in a while. They flip their lineup around and try and get people going. I think Kodorenko now obviously probably becomes the poster child of this hockey team, which, again, three assists last night, pretty solid. I want to talk about the, the, the win over the U18 team. That was a, a 2-1 win, I believe. Um, as, as far as that game, I assume like, that's a solid team, the U18. Yeah, I mean, they always are. They're flat out more talented than almost Absolutely. Mo- most of the roster on Michigan State. They're just so fast, and they play a style you usually don't see in a lot of college hockey teams. It's like That will get you ready to play the Notre Dames, the Penn States, right. the Michigans of the world because they have that speed and maybe better than those teams. Right. So to win a game like that does help. And I think that – I was talking about this. I think it's like a little chip on the shoulder when you play the kids from the program. Yeah. Just like, yeah, <laughs> these kids are all top ten pits and I'm probably going to be like <laughs> waiting tables next year. Not waiting tables, but right. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they don't have the prospects that those kids – have in their future so I think there there is some motivation there and you see a guy like Estevez sort of for the game when he go for the Spartans to uh, win two to one he barely played last year yeah that third line right now with John Carlo Estevez Tommy Apep and Brody Stevens is flat up in their best line and, and I know Tommy Apep got the promotion to split captain with Sam Saliba 
this year. I mean, he's proved why Dan Cole is comfortable making that move. I I, you, I know you don't like the two captain looks. <laughs> if you have two, do you really have one? True. Um, true, true. Back on the on the national program uh, ordeal there, I know you and I talked about very briefly, Danton Cole's a guy that came from the national team program. At a certain point, I always like, I, I follow the USA NTDP on Twitter. I always see their line charts and where these guys are all committed to. In both the 18s and 17s, pretty much all these guys are committed. Michigan gets a couple of guys each year from the NTDP. Don't you think at a certain point, Danton Cole has to start recruiting from there and getting some players from that program to come to Michigan State? I think they're taking the necessary steps where they can position themselves to get players of that caliber by doing the renovation at Mon. I mean, they do got a couple guys from the program on this roster right now. You got Tommy Miller, you got DeRitter, and a couple other. I think Todorinko was on the program yes. U18 year. Yep. But yeah, I, I completely agree. If this team wants to be, it's right in your backyard. Exactly. Right in your backyard in Plymouth. To not be able to scoop up a couple guys a year from those teams is it hurts. Yeah. Because everyone else in the Big Ten is getting a couple of these guys. Yep. So when Michigan State wants to truly get back to what they were in the early 2000s and the late 90s when they had NHL caliber players all over their lineup, they're going to have to get those guys. It's crucial. It's the most important part of it. But right now, it's hard to compete with a lot of the teams in the Big Ten with the resources they have. And they just, like, honestly, in the last, like, 10 years, they don't have the success to right. back up what they're what they're striving to be. Um, I do want to mention this a little bit off the ice here. I've heard rumors. I don't know if I no, to no. confirm. Are they selling beer now at Mon? Not what? Have you not heard about this? No, I've not heard about so this. I was told that they are starting to sell beer at Mon. Who told you that? I, I don't exactly remember. And I don't need to. I don't, are they? Like, okay, Ian Gilmore shaking his head, yes. Your mic is not on Ian, so I'm trying to do two and so don't talk. Yeah. It's too much. Talk it mine. It was it was someone in the impact group. Uh, said, yeah, said it. Said that they were. I've I, I'm not. I can't confirm nor deny, but it was someone in the impact group that said. Your mic's said. on now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. For yeah. This back there. Yeah. But yeah. I, so the rumors are rumors. Whether the rumors are true or not remains to be was seen. Was it a special event? But if that is, wow. that creates a new environment. And it does. <laughs> no, but, but no, you'll get people to go to games ex- now. Seriously. I mean, that's, I think, part of the – obviously, when, you're, when your team isn't tremendous, especially in the grand scheme of the Big Ten – um, the renovations will help, but I think you know throwing the beer in there, like you'll get it's some huge. people. To, exactly, it is huge. So it's not I mean, thirteen dollars a beer. I don't. The thing about it though is like they probably sell beer in the suites, and I think they do that in East. Oh, I think they do yeah. that for football too. Where like it, it, they say they don't sell like alcohol at Spartan Stadium. I guarantee you, if you're in a Huntington club, you're, yeah, yeah, you're getting a couple of Bud Lights because <laughs> you just spent fifty grand on a new say, library. Yeah, you're in the Huntington club. Yeah, you, right. you, you, you're gonna get what you right. want. Fair yes. enough. Well, uh, Michigan State will take on Cornell at home next weekend. The games are on Friday night at seven p.m. and Saturday night at seven p.m. as well. Cornell's no slouch. I think State went and beat them twice last year, right? To kick yep. off the season, number ten in the country last year when they beat them. Absolutely, Pe- people forget that. People do forget that. Forget what's what's that. the prediction? Uh, Sweep I, or split? I would assume a split. Yep. I, and Agreed. The thing about it is, like, even if they go out and sweep them, I think last year when they swept Cornell, it kind of upped the expectations for what this team really could have been, and they and they, they didn't, didn't pan out to be that. They were a good hockey team last year. They just played in a brutal conference, yep. so their record didn't really show that. So right now it's important that 
you see them on a consistent basis being able to compete with teams like this. Because Cornell is a Big Ten caliber, like, talent-wise right. team. So I, I would expect a split. Right. Well, Collins, thank you for stepping in there. We'll let you get back to whatever it is that you're doing back there. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Producing, That's the reading, producing, reading, air quotes. reading, producing the Green and White Report for dummies. Thank yes. You, thank you for yes. your time. Uh, Julian, if you wanted to ride here, Ian's back. Ian is now, have you finished your cereal? Is it cereal gone? Cereal's gone. Okay, cereal is are you, gone. Are you, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Go All ahead. Right, he's ready get to go. There. Stomach's right. full, cereal's gone. Oh. Come so, on, hit me. Here we go, here we go, here we go. We had you on for basketball at first, but you are our resident soccer expert. So we got to have you on for MSU women's soccer. Uh, team started out the season decently well, sitting at 8-3-1, and one, following an away game in Minnesota. And then ever since, it's been a huge downturn for the team, dropping the next five games, five Big yeah, Ten games on, as well, man. including Thursday's home game against Maryland. And, I mean, Ian, this was a team who, after a while, I was looking at it and thought, they're – they're pretty good, especially if you look at uh, Gia Wahlberg. She was fantastic to start the season, and things have changed. And so, you know, as someone who is a soccer expert who can kind of see what's going on, what has been the biggest issue for the Spartans? Well, when you play out-of-conference games, I always think it's hard to judge how good a team is when they play out-of-conference. And they didn't play any big-name out-of-conference teams, and we, we know that they were not good in the Big Ten last year. They didn't win a game. So we, we always knew that the big test would be when the Big Ten came. And the Big Ten came, and it came hard, and it came fast, and it, it wiped them out. And I, they, I, yes, they have one win in the Big Ten, but that's the thing. They literally nothing changed like tactically uh, the way they played. They still had all the same people. They really didn't have any injuries. They just hit the Big Ten, and that's what it is. The Big Ten isn't like it's not crazy good, but all these teams are, are relatively good. Like pretty much almost every record is over or at five hundred. So this was. We just didn't know how good this team was just because the teams they played out of conference weren't that good. And I mean, great, you can score goals against that Marshall. You know, Gio Wahlberg scored four goals against Marshall. When it gets to Big Ten, who cares? You can score goals against Marshall, but you can't you can't score goals against these Big Ten teams that you need to score goals against to get into the Big Ten tournament. If you can't do it, and, and I mean, with any sport, it's what have you done for me lately, right? And they haven't done much. So, like I said, just that nothing really has changed. I guess the only thing that's gone wrong is they just haven't stepped their game up when they hit Big Ten play. Yeah, and I think that's that's been the biggest thing. And, you know, you look at the stat here, four goals total in the last five games for MSU. And this was a team, like you said, scoring particularly well. Gio Wahlberg, four goals against Marshall. And it's just, it's been a drought. And, I mean, for you, you look at it, what has been the biggest contributor to the drought? And, you know, you, you talk about there being no changes what is it that they are just consistently putting out on the field for people who maybe aren't watching that much soccer or just don't know exactly what you're talking about, what changes you would like to see or thought that you would see? I think it's funny because when they were playing out of conference, they were they were scoring goals, but they were still missing a boatload of chances. And whoever I was with the game or whoever I was at with with at the with at the games, there we go. <laughs> Should <laughs> I have I extra was... scoop of Reese's puffs? <laughs> not enough. Cereal. Brain's not firing. <laughs> whoever I was with at the games, I always I always would say that. Those chances, if they don't put those away in the Big Ten, that's what's going to kill them. The funny thing is, though, they haven't had those chances. So they, they have they have just not been able to create things going forward. I think there's a lack of creativity in the final third, and I think that's the biggest thing. Um, it, and it's not surprising because the people they have up front, uh, Cameron Evans isn't a typical creative-type striker. She is a head-down, bull-rush-type striker, uh, bully people off the ball. Paige Weber's a true freshman out on the right. And Gia Wahlberg is that person that can create things, but she's just gone cold. Um, so 
I, I think that's been the problem going forward. It's just that lack of creativity. Um, they, they struggle in the midfield, too, because a lot of the midfielders, Mikhail Kovacs, Daniel Steffen, are more defensive-type midfielders. And so it kind of rests on the shoulders of Weber, Evans, and Wahlberg, and they just haven't been able to create anything going forward uh, once they've hit Big Ten. Um, and I don't think you can get too much on them because, like I said, that's just not their style of play. Uh, being creative going forward. And when they do get forward, usually it's Paige Weber on the outside or Gio Wahlberg, and all they have in the middle is is one player in Cameron Evans. And I think that's been the biggest problem for them. Um, and, and, and Gio Wahlberg, I just don't understand it. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talk about, like, changes I, I'd like to see. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you pull her. Because if you told me Gio Wahlberg would have had nine goals by the end of the season, so at the beginning of the season, like, I would have, like, snatched your hand off and said, yeah, I'll, give me that. I'll take that. But... One goal in the last seven, it's just not good enough. Uh, she's been a ghost in some of these games, too. It's not It's not just she hasn't scored. She hasn't really done much in some of these games at all. Um, and I think if you're if you're having a season where you've scored nine goals through eight games or it was something like that, you've got to score. And your team's relying on you to score. And if you're not, like I said, it's just what have you done for me lately? And it's just it's, it just hasn't been good enough. Yeah, and sitting at 1-7-1 and one in the Big Ten, looking like they aren't going to make the Big Ten tournament. You look at this season, and I think kind of like every, like I said and like everyone, I'm pretty sure, looked at it. This team you thought was going to be good coming into the season, coming into Big Ten play. Has this season been a disappointment at 1-7-1 and one in the conference? I think so. The straight-up answer is yes. Because last year, granted, you okay, so you always look for improvement, whatever whatever team is. I, I know there's rebuilding years with some in some places, but you always want to be better than the last year, right? And last year, they didn't win a game in the Big Ten. They were dead last. One year later, yeah, they have a win, but they're dead last again. And there's been no progress. And if, if, you're, if you're a team with no progress, what has been the point of the season? So, yes, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say it's a disappointment. Um, and I'd say it's probably a, a pretty big disappointment. Not moving forward whatsoever. Um, being rock bottom one year after you were rock bottom, like I said... You haven't gone forward. There's been no progress, and and that's the point of, of of getting better every year is is have that progress, and it's just not been there. So disappointment. Yeah. And Check. S- senior day today at 1 p.m. as number 12 Rutgers comes to town. 12 seniors on this team going to be honored today. How how big of a hit is that for the Spartans? That's 12 players that won't be back next year. It is 12, but I think you got to put an asterisk by that because a lot of those seniors aren't starters. Uh, some of them are rotation players that'll come in and play a little bit of every game. The big ones uh, are are Van Dyke, who has who's played the last half of this season, um, and Michaela Kovacs in the midfield. So they they've only got a couple that have have started most games. Um, so as much as that is twelve seniors, th- yes, that is a lot of uh, leadership. I'd say in the team that they might lose um, going forward next year, uh, but I don't think it's as big of a hit as it looks like. Um, on paper, uh, Michelle, Sadie Mashevitz is the other one. I was I was forgetting. She's the other senior that's gonna go. That that is a pretty good starter, and she was on the um, the Big Ten preseason honors list or whatever it's called. Um, so leadership wise, I think it'll be a big hit. But there are still a lot of players in this team that can develop and, and get a lot better moving forward. And I don't think this team will be will be any worse next year, even though they are losing a couple really good players. I think there's gonna be a, a lot of young girls that were will, will develop. Uh, and get better next year. Yeah, and with that being said, Rutgers, again, like I said, coming today, what are the keys to pulling the upset over the Scarlet Knights? 
scoring goals, which they haven't done recently, I think. Um, I, I think especially at home, uh, even in that Maryland game, they, they, they kind of dominated the first half and then they got scored on and couldn't get anything going after that. Uh, I think scoring first will be big. Uh, not going down because they're they're not very good playing from behind. I think that's the biggest key is not going down early and having to play from behind. If they do, we've seen that they can show fight against the against Michigan. They go down two nothing, a, a nationally ranked Michigan team, and they come back, tie it up, and then and then they let it go late. But I think that's the biggest thing is scoring early and not going down. And I think that's how they can get it done today. And with only a few games left in the season, is there anything that you think this team would? Try and see. I mean, do you want to try and get Gio Wahlberg going? What is there anything that they can take and turn into a positive heading into the next season, considering they won't be a factor coming into postseason play? I don't think the Gio Wahlberg aspect of it is as important just because there's a lot of time before the next season starts, so I don't think she'll be too worried if she doesn't score in this last bit. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is I think you got to start playing some of your younger players a bit more. Uh, Big Ten Tournament is out of the question now, so I think now it's just experience. Uh, and playing against any Big Ten side is good experience. So if we can get the, the, the younger players uh, on the pitch a bit more that maybe, I don't know, like the Hannah Joneses and the Alexander Thomases uh, that come in and play uh, low minutes, get them playing a bit more. I think that's the, the biggest thing for Tom Saxon uh, going forward into these last couple games. All right, last couple games for the season for women's soccer. Once again, play today. Uh, Rutgers is coming to town at 1 p.m., and then final game of the season will be Wednesday, October 30th, a 1 p.m. game against Indiana in, in the Martin Stadium to end out the season. Rock and roll. Rock Thanks, and roll. Ian. Of course, shameless plug, too, if you want to listen to more women's soccer talk. Listen to the DeMartin download, the first ever episode dropped this week. I actually watched that live. It was live. fire. It was very no early in the morning. It was. And that Egregiously was Egregiously early in the morning. But it, I tuned in for a little bit. We had to get in here. Appreciate that, Ryan. I did tune Thank in for you. a little yeah, bit. It was great. It was great. Oh, I was super confused as to why Ian Gilmore was live. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I know. I was, like, I was like, what's he doing? Is he like, like, is he like fell asleep on his phone and like turned the live on on accident? But, Inspired by the Motown Rundown, by the way. Oh, excellent. Thank Big you time. very much. Big time. Thank you very much. Yes, the Martin Download. Thank you, Ian. You can enjoy your Sunday. You are now free to leave. Thank you. I'm going to, what should I have for lunch? I got cereal for breakfast. Mm. What are we feeling? Mm. Mm. Let's see, let's see, let's see. By McDonald's the way, is you always bringing cereal to the studio is one of the crazier things I've seen like in my whole How did you get or... it here? You just brought it out of the bowl? You didn't have like, a bag or anything? sat it on the car seat. Oh. It's like, Why you know, is it crazy? God, I, it's I, can't come on, I can't come on unfed. That's I, 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 I always come home, I always come Maybe get up 15 yeah, minutes early. No, anything. can't get up earlier. Got to bring it in. Have a, have a um, bologna sandwich. I haven't had bologna in a very long time. I love bologna. Is that an actual option? Yeah, I love bologna. Not for breakfast. What? No, for lunch. You said, what do I have for lunch? <laughs> That's not even yeah. a bologna sandwich? My mom used to make good bologna sandwiches. Bologna, mustard, and like Munster cheese, some chips. Being younger was great. You're having your mom make the, you lunch. The look on Stearns' yeah. face right now is wonderful. Well, let's bring Nathan Stearns on. If Stearns, you're not a bologna guy? Oh, my God. Collins! 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 We need his <laughs> mic on, Collins! Oh my God, Ryan! Baloney is awful. Someone needs to take this man's mic. Someone needs to take mine. this man's. That was a. I mean, I'll at least forget how to put it, it on next week, on. so it at doesn't least... matter. We're just busting your chops, Collins. You don't like, whatever. I guess I'll be able to get at least baloney. Whatever. No, okay. God, no, God, no. Uh, Nathan Stearns, we bring you on here today. You covered the game yesterday. I, I do want to mention too that uh, Nathan did write a pretty, pretty solid and an article that I agree with. Uh, Pretty wholeheartedly, too. Uh, if you want to go to impact89fm.org slash sports, uh, you can see his article, Time to Embrace the Mediocrity, which is fair enough. 
Um, like I said, you were at the game yesterday. I know you have some very strong opinions on the matter. So from your perspective, I don't know if you want to regurgitate what you wrote in your article, um, which I, I think, like I said, a lot of very valid points, and I agree with pretty much all of it. Um, what is your mindset here in the state of Michigan State football? I think we've really looked at this season, but we haven't looked at the larger picture. I think that we're treating this season as if this isn't a continuation of the year before, with the exception of the Holiday Bowl, three out of the last four years, guys, look at where we've been right now. We were 7-6 and six in 2018. We're probably going to be 7-6, uh, 6-6 six, six this year. We were 3-9 in 2016. The Cotton Bowl, the Rose Bowl, those years are a long time ago. Yep. Things move really, really fast in college football. And if you're pointing to four, five, six years ago and you have nothing to show for it, until then the only bright spot was the Holiday Bowl win over Washington State. I don't know where the mind of this program is right now. And I think we're at a career crossroads because you're losing a lot on the defensive side, obviously, with Raekwon, with Rilik- with Willikis, with Bocce. We've not seen anything, any quarterback coming behind Lewerke that offers any remote confidence going into next year. I think I can safely say that. I mean, whenever Rocky's played, with the exception of the Purdue game last year, he hasn't looked very good at all. And you have an elderly coach, and you have an offensive staff that seems to be stuck in the 1940s. So I don't know where we are at this point. I, The hallmark of this program, I think, has been shattered. I think that we watched Coach D'Antonio inherit a program that was a joke, build it into a 50-story hotel, and then burn it all down. And we're at ground zero again. I think that's the point where this program is at. I, I, I don't, I'm trying not to go scorched earth, but I don't want to sit here and say that everything's peaches and cream and roses and unicorns because it's not. I mean, what else can you say other than what has already been said? And it's hard to find any degree of positives because that game was so, so ugly yesterday, especially in the second half. It was incomplete, incomplete, incomplete punt. Yep. Incomplete, incomplete, incomplete punt. I mean, I thought by the time the game ended, I was going to come out with a Rip Van, we- Rip Van Winkle sort of here. <laughs> it was like watching paint dry. That's the point it was at. And, I mean, for the life of me, I can't figure out why you put in Theo Day. He gets a first down only to pull him out. I've been watching football for the better part of 15, 16 years. Never seen anything like that. You bring in Lewerke. He fumbles the snap, so you leave his confidence all over the ground and shatters. And then you bring Rocky back in, who throws an interception with no Michigan State receiver within 20 yards of him. So everything that could have gone bad for Michigan State did go bad. You lose Matt Allen, who looks like he'll be out for a little bit. Jordan Reed looks like he's going to be out a little bit. So now you're going down to your second, third string offensive line, and it's just it's a mess right now. It is an absolute mess, and I don't really know how to sugarcoat and put it any other way. Talking Michigan State football with Nathan Stearns here on Impact 89 FM WDBM East Lansing. I want to throw the number out too. If you don't mind, Nathan, if I throw the number out real quick 517 432. Why am I? I have my computer. I'm calling Apple. Five one seven. No, it just it goes in and out. It's a it's a mess. Five one seven four three two three eight nine three is the phone number. Uh, feel free to text us five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine, or join us on Twitter at WDBM Sports hashtag GW Report. Uh, we of course had to do our part two MSU football here. So my question to you now is: I look at a game like Western Michigan, as we said, is probably your best best complete game of the year. Uh, all around obviously western michigan is a quite abysmal team especially defensively do you take anything from that game or any of the games this year 
I'm, th- I'm speaking probably more offensive side of the ball. Do you take anything from the Western game or any games at all this year and go, you know what, there's some positivity there, there's been strides made? Because to me, at the beginning of the year, you look like, okay, the play calling's been a bit better, Lewerke's kind of finding his groove again, there's guys who are making plays, Elijah Collins is a bright spot, and now it's kind of crumbled a bit. So would you look at those games and go, it was just a flash in the pan and kind of fluky, or is there anything that you're taking out of that? It's like, okay, things might be changing a little bit. I think it's completely unfair to sit here and say that what we saw from Collins and Stewart are is a flash in the pan. No, I don't. I think that those guys are going to be hallmarks going forward. I think it's more of the way they were utilized because I think Daryl Stewart's going to be an absolute stud. In my opinion, he's the best offensive weapon on this team, and he's only going to get better, and he wants to get better, and so does Collins. But I think that you're at a point with this season where their confidence is shot. Everyone's confidence is shot because every goal that you set for a program that's won Big Ten championships, it's not good enough to go to a bowl game. It might be good for Rutgers. It might be good enough for Illinois, but we're not content to go 6-6. Six and six. Not you, not where you've seen where we can be and where this coaching staff can be. And when you've seen a coaching staff's best, how can you demand anything but? How can you? When you win the Cotton Bowl, when you win the Rose Bowl, when you go to the college football playoff, and you go from that to the Red Box Bowl? I mean, you, you can't defend it at this point. But I, I think there's a lot of good that comes out of, I mean, I don't know what offensive changes you're going to have, but you have almost the entirety of your offensive line coming back. And if you're able to get a new offensive mind in there, they have the potential. Blake Buter's a good player, Matt Allen's a good player, Jordan Reed's a good player. So if they're able to reinstill that grit and that bulldog mentality, the pieces are there, the experienced pieces are there. So there is a lot of potential. I think Antoine Simmons looks like a borderline All-American linebacker, pride of Pioneer High School, by the way. And he's going to be an absolute monster. I think Naquan Jones behind Raquan Williams and Panashoop is going to be really good. Whenever he comes in, he seems to get more penetration than either one of those two do. So there's a lot of really good young talent that we saw even on display yesterday. The problem is, I think it's a lack of confidence. And you can have all the God-given athletic ability in the world, but if you're not buying into the program right now, what good is it going to do? So they need a resurgence in confidence and a resurgence in team morale. Because we've seen what Daryl Stewart can do. We've seen what Elijah Collins can do. And if they play at their best, they're two of the better offensive weapons in the Big Ten. So it's not, oh, oh, woe is me. There's no talent on this roster. There's a lot of talent. And that's what's so frustrating is that you look at where this team should be and where they are, and it's just not good enough. When you talk about talent, we actually got a really good tweet from a listener. Shout out at Dan Patterson USA. He made a great point that said, it's MSU's strength and conditioning just looks abysmal to the best teams in the Big Ten. They're just not developing guys. They're not strong enough. Do you guys think that's a factor in why Michigan State hasn't been able to play against the bigger opponents? Yeah, I think I think that, and I was actually going to make the – go ahead, sir. Uh, you got I, something. No, I, you go I was going to say, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm way off base and I'm on Mars here, but it seems that – in the larger picture, am I the only one that thinks it's really weird that Kyle Arn seems to be getting the same injury and Langford seems to be getting the same injury and our offensive line seems to be getting the same the same injury? Like, I don't know what's going on with our athletic training program. Very and good it, point. And it wouldn't be fair of me to speculate that they're incompetent. I'm not going to go down that route. But it just seems that these guys that get hurt can never recover from it, that it's the same lingering thing. Over and over, and I mean, we saw Langford have 
pretty much the entire, what, six, seven months to completely recover. Yep. He goes out for a little bit. Arn struggled with the ankle. He comes back. He gets hurt. And we've had the rotating door of people getting hurt in baseball and football. And it's just, where are we at right now? Like, what you see is what you get. And if it walks and quacks like a duck, it's a duck, guys. And for me, it, when you see it's the same injury, it's the same ankle that's bothering you over and over and over and over and over again, that strikes me as a little bit ominous. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with you to a certain point because I do think some like your your foot, your ankle is not the same once it's injured. Yes, and that already leads it to being injured again. And I will say, Langford's foot injury. Well, yes, you question, you know, whether the training staff was good enough, whether he's going to be conditioned enough. His foot's broken. It's not going to repair and be the same foot that it was a year ago. It's already leaning itself to be more injured. What I will say is you look at strength and conditioning, and the thing that, that I think has been evident to me this season and where things went wrong and where you can look back and see what happened is ever since this team tried to match up against Ohio State, it's been downhill ever since. And I think you look at that and you say, yeah, this team has some talented players. They have Daryl Stewart. They have guys who can play. But it's not to the same level, the same strength, size, athletic ability as Ohio State. This is a team that I think you look at it and you say, this is a nice hamburger from, you know, a fast food joint. This isn't an upper echelon burger that you're getting <laughs> charred, you're getting nice, you have everything on it. Like, this is a different. We're talking Ohio State is a prime primo steak from a beautiful steakhouse. This is something I got off the, you know, off the rack in Meyer and picked up that's that's the difference i think you're talking about here and you look around and the development of players it's just not the same anymore absolutely i agree with that 100 percent. and i would like to say i went on the air at srz and thought that michigan was going to get blown out by 21 <laughs> so i'm a big man and i can admit when i'm wrong jim harbaugh tracks. jim harbaugh absolutely proved me wrong yesterday i'm not ready to jump on the bandwagon at all of them saying they're going to do you know they're going to go to some bcs bowl or anything like that but at least yesterday and I don't know what was said in Happy Valley, but for the last game and a half, they have looked completely different. And I don't know what adjustments they made, but they look like a team on a mission right now. And I thought early in the year that Michigan State was going to be able to go down to Ann Arbor and give U of M a run for their money. But momentum is a contagious thing in any sport. And it's going in two opposite, very opposite directions right now. Yep, those are two teams. You look at Michigan, they took a smack in the face from Penn State, but they rallied. And moved this Spartan team took a smack in the face and just stayed down. Showed their belly. Rolled over. Yep. Yep. And Michigan State will roll into a bye week here, which is great timing because I have a bot mitzvah to go to next Saturday. So it all works out perfectly. Isn't life incredible like that? Wow. I was not expecting you had a bot mitzvah to go to. I do. I do. It's like the last thing I was going to be like, oh, that's what he has to do. That's but so timing works out great. Nathan Stearns, thank you for your time here on air today. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Of course. We're going to go to a quick break here. We have the Sparty Awards. I know you guys are hanging on to your seats right now. I'm on the edge of your seats waiting for the Sparty Awards. It's coming. I promise. If you want to join the show, 517-432-3893 is the number. 517-884-8989 to text in. Or tweet us at WDBM Sports, hashtag GW Report. You guys have been great today getting involved in the show. We appreciate it. Don't go in here, folks. The Green and White Report's coming back in just a couple seconds. Impact 89 FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. The 2019 Major League Baseball World Series is all tied up with the Washington Nationals and Houston Nationals locked in at two wins apiece. 
The series continues with Game 5 later tonight. First pitch set for 8 p.m. on Fox. The Detroit Lions fell to the Minnesota Vikings last Sunday, losing to their division rivals 42-30. This is the Lions' second divisional loss of the season as they fall to 2-3-1 overall. Detroit looks to improve against the New York Giants later this afternoon. Kickoff set for 1 p.m. on Fox. Detroit Pistons 2019 regular season basketball is underway. The Pistons were victorious in their season opener against the Pacers on Wednesday before following their next two games later in the week. The Pistons will return to the court tomorrow night as they will again take on the Indiana Pacers at home. Tip-off set for 7 p.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. I'm Henry Menegos with your Impact Sports Update. For more, visit impact89fm.org sports. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Thank you, Hank, for the update. I really appreciate it. Look how I'm sitting right now. I know, you're lounging. I'm is... lounging, man. This is bizarre. Are you okay? No, I'm fine. I'm just chilling. <laughs> Something came over me, and I was like, I'm just chilling right now. I'm just chilling right now. I know people are upset because it is noon or a little bit past noon. We didn't forget about it. It is time for the Sparty Award. Ladies and gentlemen, the Green and White Report is proud to present this week's edition of the Sparty Awards, brought to you by Impact Sports. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Rabinowitz and Julian Mitchell. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for coming. It's Thanks an for honor. Coming. To, it's an honor to be here. Um, I need to start preparing like a speech, like a, like a little blurb after that. We get that intro. Yeah, we need something to say. Yeah, great moments are born with great opportunity from how, whatever. How about Stearns, this absolutely with fire promo? Right yeah, there. I know, the the voice of the Green and White Report. I think that's my favorite thing about doing the show is just hearing Stearns' voice on that intro. Yes, that's great. That's some solid work there. All right, Sparty Awards. Let's Halloween is around the corner. So in the spirit of Halloween, we will present to you this week's Sparty Awards being the do's and don'ts of collegiate Halloween. I used to always think it was collegiant. Collegiant? Collegiate. It sounds like a sport when you make it sound like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Collegiate <laughs> Halloween. National, National Association of Halloween Collegiancy. Whatever. Uh, do's and don'ts of being a college kid. Maybe for you freshmen out there listening in, I don't know how to go about Halloween. What do I do? Well, don't worry. Do not fret. Here are the do's and don'ts. We were struggling with this one. I didn't know how to really approach this one because you want to do Halloween movies. I don't even know any Halloween movies. We could have done like, like best, we could have done like best candy, but there's only a certain amount of candies out there. So what is best candy? What's number one? <sighs> Reese's Reese's nerds. cup. Nerds. I love pink nerds. Just the pink ones. They all taste the same. <laughs> no, it's they like don't. fruit. That's loops. incorrect. That's they all taste incorrect. the same. The grape ones are better. Uh, First yuck. off, yuck, yuck, Reese's yuck. Reese's cup. Reese's are great. I'm a big Twix guy. Fair. Left love, or right. Love, left or right. Oh, right. Left Twix. commercials stink. I hate yeah, them so. It's gimmicky. <laughs> I know it's what? gimmicky. It's gimmicky. Uh, anyway, we'll bring you the do's and don'ts of collegiate Halloween. I'm gonna start here if you don't mind, because I'm kind of I'm a little. Angry. Oh, get it. A little get angry. It. Going out the last two nights. Keep in mind, folks, today is Sunday, October 27th. Do you know what day Halloween is? Uh, It is October 30th. 31st. 
Oh, it was so close. How, do you really not know that? No, yes, I know. Oh, that. I, I don't even, I don't even know if I believe you. It is Thursday, yes. October thirty first. Yes, Julian said Thursday, October thirty first. So why the last two nights that I've been out and about on East Lansing, my first don't do not dress up in a costume a week before Halloween. I get it's the weekend. And I know that you have to play that game of like, well, do you dress up the weekend before or the weekend after? Because now that Halloween's on a Thursday, like Wednesday, Thursday's a tough time. And like Monday, Tuesday even, mm-hmm. it's like, what weekend do I do? This is not the time. There were too, way too many people dressed up. Unless you're going to like a Halloween theme party, like I get it. But if you're going out and about, there was someone dressed as the Joker last night at Rick's. That's terrifying. Full face of makeup. And like it was like the Joker from uh, Suicide Squad, not even like the good. Oh, not Joker. the good one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, brother, like I, I I commend you for your efforts, but like I'm like, look, like what day is it? Like it's it's a Saturday the 26th, and we're like a week away. Don't dress up for Halloween too early. Don't do it. I can see it. I can get behind it. I will say, if you're gonna wear a costume, don't go. This is the weekend before is not the weekend to go all out. Like this guy dressed as Joker, like that's you gotta save that. Right. Like Agreed. what are we doing? You Agreed. look you look weird going way too hard when it's not even Halloween yet. Agreed. So I will get I will get behind that. My first one, again, going on the costume theme, is do not wear a jersey as a costume. Guilty of this. Guilty of this. Who are you it's, for it, it's just come on. Who are you for Halloween? Um PK Suban. <laughs> oh, really? How? I got bought his jersey from a Chinese website, so I'm PK Suban now. That's yeah. such a good point. Every that that is such that is such a dude thing to do. They're yeah. like, oh, we're doing a Halloween party. I haven't prepared to make a costume, so I'll just wear my Wade Boggs jersey. And exactly. Act like I, that's my costume. You know what I think is another lazy one too from the office. It's like three hole punch Jim. You watch the office? Yeah, yeah. That's lazy. Like, I, I it's funny. Like, oh, it's, but like, yeah, no, it's bad. And I always make out. the joke that I'd do it, but I never actually would. Just sticking like a little "Hi, my name is" name tag on your chest, and then writing a different name like that's not a costume either. Jim people did the same that? thing in the office. Oh, that's right. It was a gym thing in the office, so some people do that now and consider it. A that's costume. a good one. Put the jerseys it's away, boys. Thing, yeah. Put the jerseys. Be a little creative. Come on, now it's Halloween. Uh, my next one is a. I don't know if it's a do or a don't. I'll say this: do be nice to the pumpkins. I there's nothing more I hate than seeing smash pumpkins. I'm like, I'm with some, you. I'm with you. Have some class. I can't. I'm I'm upset. I I walk past I, on Charles Street. There's a couple houses where there's just pumpkins in the road, smashed. It's ridiculous. It's disrespectful. R- relax. It is. It why is. like why is that a thing? Like why? Oh yeah, I'm cool. I'm gonna smash this pumpkin in the street. No, they, it's why don't you smash your laptop or something? Why don't you learn a little bit some some humility? I'm be I'm grateful for something. I'm Leave with the you. pumpkins alone. Yes. Leave, Leave them the alone. alone. That's it. Sorry, I got a little worked up there. Pumpkin lives matter. I'm with you. Pumpkin Lives Matter. We started a trend. I'm gonna tweet that later. I'll give you credit, but Pumpkin Lives Matter. Oh, Good one. No, I'm with I'm with that one. I'm with that. My next one, dress warm. Yes. Like, come on. We're we're in Michigan. It's cold. Please just dress warm. Bring on a wear better. coat or something. You gotta know better. It's not gotta worth know better. it. There's ways to do it too. There's ways like if you're dressing up as a pirate, like no one's gonna see what's under your garb, you know, throw a little turtleneck on there. Exactly. Because being cold, Halloween this year is like 30 degrees or something, I think. I, let me check the weather report. I don't know if it's for Halloween, but I've been hearing I'm just Thursday. question marks of like snow. Oh, yeah, never mind. Like Thursday, what? 45 and raining. Oh, it's raining oh, again? dude, it's a tough, See, like, you, tough now you gotta, go. you got to dress for the rain now. Yes. I wore a raincoat last night out and about. 
I was sweating everywhere. Exactly. Like once you got into the place, I didn't take it off. But you weren't wet. Because I had the armpit, little little leakage going into oh, the yeah, armpit. Oh, yeah, leakage. I had to keep the jacket on. I had to keep the jacket on. But, yeah, dress for the weather. I like that one. Uh, my next one, go to house parties. House parties are really fun on Halloween. Joe Dandron's having a house party. And I don't, we can't discuss the information of the, where the uh, address is. But Joe Dandron's having a house there party. There was one. There was one. There was one. I think I feel like I have the Facebook thing. What do you mean? I mean, is Joe to speak up? His mic's on. Oh, is it? We didn't know. No one knows with you back there. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Well, okay. It happened last night. There was a little bit of a wait. I, I just. Oh yeah, Halloween weekend on Gunson Street, October twenty sixth. Well, missed it. Sorry guys. It I'm sorry. <laughs> it happened. It's all good. Want to go? I woke up sick. It was a sad time. Dang excuses, it! Didn't excuses. do. It. I didn't do anything last night. That's how sad it was. I don't even know. Well, whatever. But it yeah, is, go to a, house. It's a big L. Saint, I think yeah. like Halloween's might be the the pinnacle of house party days. Like you know, yeah. I don't. We don't have house parties in my place because I don't like cleaning up after people. But you should. You have a great house. We do the tailgates. I think tailgate season might be. I'm I'm just done. I'm I'm done with football. I quit. Tailgate season might be over. I try to get everyone to come out. You guys have been there though. Both of you guys, Joe, yeah. Julian, Collins was there once. He always has some excuse of like, oh, I can't go today. My parents have a tailgate. It's like, all right. Well, the first time I went, I was like the only guy there for like five minutes. And then there was a bunch of you're, it, people were throwing the football at the tailgate. I couldn't get behind. <laughs> we, we talked about this before. Yeah. They just did not look good. Bad arm strength. Bad arm strength. Yo, what I will never forget, though, is that your tailgate when Dandron came and Dandron threw the football right into the ground. It was, really? a, it was a sad Didn't you day. fall down on the deck, too? Was that you or who was that? Kyle no, it was Turk. 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 Yeah, that was Kyle. Kyle Turk. Turk almost fell off the deck. Yeah, not a great look. Uh, but yeah, go to house parties. I like that one. I like that one. I'm with it. My next one, and we can we can debate about this. I'm here for it. I'm here for Dude, do no. trick or treating. No, at this age, Julian, it's weird. It's it's disturbing. <laughs> it's disturbing at this age. I admittedly went trick-or-treating my senior year of high school because I was like, all right, one last time I'll go to a couple houses. And I, like, threw a mask on or whatever. You're – no. And especially, too, like, I live in a neighborhood or, like, I live on this, a street where I think we actually have, like, a couple on my block, a couple, like, families that live there. So I don't know if I got to go strapped with candy. I think they know better than to come because, like, no one's trick-or-treating throughout the inner workings of – I don't know. That'd be really weird. To but have my kids no, you, you, trick or yes. treat through a college, a, like that a, would be so weird. As a twenty-one-year-old man, I'm not gonna dress up and go trick or treating for Yo, candy. I don't know. I'm a broke boy, so we're not buying my own candy. Like yeah. you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta find a way to get your own. Well, that's my next one. Is do eat candy. My mom. I went home this weekend, and my mom, or for a day, a couple hours, and she sent up a bag of Halloween candy. Ate it in two days. Gone. Smashed it. Crushed it actually. What was it? Was it an assorted chocolate type it of deal, was, or what did we go it for? It was a brown paper bag of uh, Skittles, like the little bags of Skittles, uh, peanut M and M's, the the life or the the gummy lifesaver rings. Those are those are really good. good. Yeah, really good. Um, then there was like the fun size, uh, three Musketeers, Milky Way, then Twix. No Reese's though. That's sad. But you gotta eat the candy. Eat your candies. You do. You do. It's Halloween time. Like, eat exactly. the candy. Exactly. Let, let loose a little bit. You have to. You Real have little. to. My next one. Not every costume has to be sexy. By the way, can we talk about my chair real quick? 
You guys hear this, dude? It's it's every every it's every. Per, first of all, we gotta switch it because it's every podcast. If you hear the host is squeaking, it's not good. Not good for the brand. We're, we don't have WD forty in the budget. Look, no, everything's I, I, squeaking. Yeah, well. <laughs> It's, okay, you're trying to now. I get what you're saying when you're trying to like get a little loose right to left, yeah. and it, it starts squeaking. You're like, come yes, on. But anyway, I'm sorry, yeah. Julian. You, you, this a is a very good one. Right to left. This is a very good one. Yeah, not every costume has to be sexy. I, a lot of cartoon characters have been scarred for life for me because they've been done in a sexy way. Like, I didn't know there was a sexy way to do SpongeBob until I saw it, and then my life was forever changed. And I didn't need it to be. I don't look at SpongeBob the same anymore. Naughty SpongeBob. Naughty SpongeBob. Just underwear only SpongeBob. It, uh, it's really it, it's mind boggling. Mind boggling. Like stop, please. Yeah, I, I hear you on that one. You just gotta, it's about having some self respect, some dignity, you know. Yeah, that's a good one. Doesn't that, it doesn't have to be sexy. Just have a little fun with it. Exactly. I like the costumes I like these days are the ones where it's like the the blow up costumes that people are inside of. It's got like the legs hanging out. Oh, so those are like great. Like in someone's lap or something. Those are good. My last one here to wrap it up, um, for my for my end. Don't scare people. Like, I hate people that like. Well, these things that you used to see when it first came out, and people oh, would dress balloons. up as clowns and they would like run around and scare people. Like, I don't need any of that anymore. I'm too old for that stuff. It was kind of funny. Actually, I'm not a big. I'm not a big like haunted house guy. I don't like being scared. I like I, I hate being out of my comfort zone. I'm a big comfort zone guy, <laughs> so I don't like getting scared or spooked. Um, I don't like walk. I don't want to have the threat of walking around. I get jumped from behind. I'm like, oh, boo, happy Halloween. Like, no, dude, leave me alone. Enough is enough. Don't scare people. I'm with it. We're, you're too old to be scaring. I know. People. It's just like yeah. Like enjoy the holiday in peace. Like in college, like you people use it as an excuse to drink. I get it. Like it is what it is. Like that. that that's all Halloween is these days. So eat your candy. Do your drinking, wear your costume. Don't need to scare people anymore. I'm with it. I'm with it. My last one, I'm going to be honest, I don't have a last one right now. I was going to leave it up to the committee and see oh, what we got. I know Colin said he has good. a lot. Colin I, I'll said give, he has I'll a bunch. I'll give you one. Don't so, I, I dress hear up as a clown. Just don't dress <laughs> up as a clown. No one likes that person, ever. There's a lot of like deep Pennywise people. Like People have gotten into the Pennywise spirit. It's horrible. It's terrifying. And the fact it's that not you, fun. It, you spend... It at least has to take an hour and a half to paint your face like that just to spend another hour and a half getting it off. That yep. truly shows you're a complete psychopath, and <laughs> I don't know if I want to like be around you. I'm with it. I'm behind, like, I don't know. I feel like once you hit a certain age, you should stop dressing up as scary things, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no need for you to show up to a house party yeah. as a clown or the Joker. Yeah, like, like a bloody doctor. You like, gotta be the funny guy. Yeah. yeah. It's the funny guy. Funny yeah. costumes, anything. Those are good. Like, stop. Stop trying to... Who are you trying to scare? Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's a jewel. <laughs> this guy just was a jewel. That's kind of funny. That's clever. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> That's... I could be a jewel. That would be great. How? A baby jewel. jewel. A mini jewel. Julian. J-U-U-L-I-A-N. There it is. Would you spell it with, like, two U's? And yes, like, yes, obviously. He, okay, yes, sorry. Obviously, yeah. that's part well, of the I, joke. I got yeah. By I the mean, way, Emma Green, we do not, head. we do not endorse jewels here at the Green and White Report. There's no reason to do it. Stay off the nicotine, kids. Want to okay, make that clear? Cool. Want to make that clear? There you go. There you never go. know. Yeah. People assume things these days, but that's it. That's the Sparty Awards. Do's and don'ts of collegiate Halloween. If you are older than a collegiate human being, 
I don't really know what you do. I'll, when, when I figure that out, when that time comes, I'm excited for those days because I feel like when you're older, it's like all like your friends get together and have parties and everyone like puts time into their costume and like you have a good time. Yeah. Younger kids soak it all in, man. If you're if you're a U21 listening to this show right now, enjoy your time on the streets there. Be safe. Be safe. Wear reflective clothing. Don't be out too late. Buddy system. Have a good time. And Happy don't Hall- smash any pumpkins. Yes. Leave the pumpkins alone. Happy Halloween. Stop it. All right. We're going to quick break here. Colin's trying to keep us on time. He's doing He's He's in. Colin's is locked in. He's keeping me in check here with the time here. He goes, we need to break by 1235 or we will not have enough time for NFL. So with that, Collins, we'll go to a quick break. I will throw the number out real quick. We have a lot to do here still, folks, in the last half hour. NBA, MLB, NFL, all coming at you. If you want to join the show, 517-432-3893 is the number. 517-884-8989 to text in or tweet us at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GWReport. We'll see you in a second. I'm getting a big hug from Smokey Bear because before I left my campfire, I drowned it out, stirred it, and drowned it out again until it was cold. <laughs> Visit SmokeyBear.com to learn tips to prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Home and then go in on the road. Am I gone now? Yeah. We're back? Uh, yeah. I guess the Apple doesn't want to work for me. Yeah. Are you making excuses? Yeah, it's uses. I am to make it's uses. Okay. Well, good quick break there. We can yeah. refresh set the we can refresh a little Listerine in the mouth, a little bathroom Listerine. Julian's mic's not on. My mic's there it is. There we go. Don't get don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. I'm going to. No. There's no reason hey, to. You know, Ryan, look look at me. Look at me in my eyes right now. Look at him. I am. Look at me. You have done a great job today. Thank you. Thank you. You've done, you've done I'm a good sweating job. bullets right <laughs> now. I'm not happy with my performance. It, it really, it truly could be very much worse. It has been before. I remember there was, I don't know what show, were you here with me? We had someone like it wasn't a sports guy produce the show one day. And I don't think we were on air for like 11 minutes. It was a mess. But I think I was. Collins is doing all right. Uh, he's, do, he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job. Good enough. Hey, I'm just in two months, you're going to hit your peak. Yep. yep, I mean, you can't start off too hot. Yeah, because people expect too much. That's true. Expectations <laughs> low. Exactly. Gotta. Exactly. That's how I approach uh, uh, my dating life too. Um, anyway, uh, we'll talk NBA here. We'll unpack that later. Later. Yeah, it's okay. I'm all right. NBA time. <laughs> the NBA is here. Have we talked NBA yet? We haven't. We've been trying to, but I, yeah, we haven't been able. On us. The season started. Joe Dandron is here. Hi, Joe Dandron. What's up? What's up? It's been uh, a minute. It's been a minute. It has, it has been a since minute. I was going to say, with you guys. your voice has not been on, on the airwaves on the Green Report Oh, wait. In a while. Can, we, uh, can we make the announcement on here? Sure. Joe Dandron. Is is it the assistant station yeah, manager? I, I was uh, promoted. Promoted? Whoa. Yes. I no one told me this. Pro- not not a big deal. Sure? I don't think so. Basic, yes. Joe Dandron has been promoted, ladies Yay, and gentlemen. Joe. Thanks, guys. Way to go, Joe. Way to go, Joe. And for all those listening, Ryan is currently clapping um, into is, the mic. Is that bad radio? Is this bad radio? Probably. I was trying to paint the picture. But is, like, is I... this good? Is this good? Um, either way, so we are you no longer a, a sports director for us? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Cal- Collins is just trying to make up for for his shortcomings. <laughs> Collins is just throwing Collins things. Collins how to do a drop. I know like, that was. Uh, I I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I thought I meant, like moved it to like the planned drop because we're doing NBA, but nope. I just hit it and it went over <laughs> the air. <laughs> so, um, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um. I'm not the sports director anymore, uh-huh. but I'm still going to be around and assisting 
with the sports department here at the Impact. Um, and I'll definitely be here on Sundays as you know, usually I think for the rest of my time at MSU anyway. So yay! Well, good. Congratulations, yeah. Joe. But you've been very locked into the NBA here. Oh yeah, and it's very short life so far this season. Been a um, great life though. I actually, I this is probably the most I've ever been excited for the NBA. I will. I say that like every year, as as time has gone on. Um, but Julian, I'll kick it to you as far as storylines, things you want to hash out. What's on your mind, brother? What's on my mind? What's on my mind? I had a lot of stuff I dropped out here in the dock. First off, first game to start the season, it was the second game of, of opening night. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers fell to the Clippers in that first game. Yes. Good yeah. job, Collins. There, <laughs> there you go. There it is. That was a great time for the drop. Uh, but yes, the Lakers played their first game, and everything is everyone has been looking at what the Lakers are going to be and whether they're going to be a good team, even a finals contender. And, Joe, you have some thoughts on that. Okay, so... I mean, like, look, and you know I'm a Cleveland guy, so I don't really have hard feelings towards LeBron, though, because he won an NBA title in Cleveland. Yes. Thanks for the being city, a rational human being. The city cannot economically and everything other respect. Like, LeBron did a lot for that city, so whatever. But he's on the Lakers now, and they're not that good, in my opinion, because I don't think they're that deep of a team. Uh, that's just my—I mean, you got the two guys, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, but I just don't know how deep that team is. I mean, you're giving Contavious Caldwell-Pope way too many minutes, and all he's doing is missing shots and fouling people, and that's not good. So, I don't know. I just don't think they're that good. I, I mean, well, I don't know what else you want me to— I just is my opinion. I don't know. You, yeah, you you put some thoughts in there. I just wanted to see if you had anything else uh, out of the Lakers there. I agree. I don't think they have a whole lot of depth, but I don't—like, at a certain point— I think this season is going to be AD's. He could put together an MVP season because I think that's the biggest goal. Is they're going to continue to try and feed him all season long. Yeah, and I I think that AD and LeBron obviously are not why this team is not that good. It has, like they just can't defend, especially on the. I mean, LeBron and AD themselves are good defenders, but this team it goes back to that depth. You're not capable of defending at all the levels. I mean, you've got some pretty good bigs. Javale McGee is not a bad big man, but. I just don't know if this team, with how good the Western Conference is and how good that other team in Los Angeles is, I just don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, how good, you know, or how deep into the playoffs the Lakers can get, which is how deep the West is. Um, so that's just my, I mean, yeah, they might win 50 games, but they're not, I don't think they can make it to the NBA Finals. At all? Okay. I mean, I think that it's, right. obviously you've got LeBron James, so you have a shot, but I do think that the West is too deep with Kawhi now coming to Los Angeles for the Clippers. Okay, there you go. So that and that brings us to the transition of the Los Angeles Clippers, the other team in LA. First, my first question to you, because I've been debating this with other people and I've seen it be a big debate now. Kawhi Leonard, best player in the NBA right now. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, it's that a it's so, a make or miss so league. Hey, hey. Um I think that I think that's he makes a I think last playoffs he made the case and made the statement that he is the best player in the NBA right now. I think LeBron James being hurt obviously contributes to that conversation, but you know, I mean, it's one of those things where Kawhi Leonard goes and wins an NBA title with the. He goes to a team who has never really ever been a team that's like, oh yeah, they can win the NBA title, wins it and leaves. I mean, like you think about how crazy that is, and all the guys that have played for Toronto over the years that weren't able to do that, who are going to be Hall of Famers too. And I think that Kawhi going to Los Angeles was a great move on his part because you now he joins Paul George, and the Warriors just got you know smacked up, and Kawhi Leonard is the type of guy who can carry a team regardless of who's around him. You know, I mean, like, I mean, obviously he had a really deep team in Toronto. This Los Angeles team is good, but I, he's just a very, he's the best all-around player on both sides of the ball. I could, I could say that. I think people are undervaluing LeBron, though. 
and this is from a guy who doesn't think LeBron is the go. I, 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 Kawhi has been great. There's been no doubt about it. I, I don't think he's the best player in the NBA. I, I think that because LeBron is. LeBron right? James. Okay. Thank right. you. Good. Collins. Collins got <laughs> that was the draft perfect. working. Got it. And I, I think that LeBron. When you look at LeBron when he was like 28, 20, like that 28 to like 30 or like 27 to 30 age range when he was on the Heat in his prime, the end of the Cavaliers era, his first time with the Cavs, that's when you were like, this guy can change the game all the time. Um, and that's Kawhi Leonard brings that because of how good he is defensively. And that's what LeBron used to bring. But now that he's just older, he, I mean, he understands like it's a give or take thing for him. Like he's going to do some things in certain spots and not do things in other spots in terms of defensively. That Kawhi Leonard is doing a lot more than he is just because he's younger. And I think that LeBron now, I mean, he's 34, 35. It's just, it's, it wears on you, especially, I mean, you play, he played in nine straight finals. His body is just beginning to finally, you know, it's beginning to catch up with him a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think, I think it's big. And they definitely, like you said, smacked up the Warriors. And that's been kind of a devastating thing for Golden State to be the team that they were and get smacked up by the Clippers. It's going to be a rough season for Golden State in that new center. I mean, I think. I personally, I have been on this, the train of Steph for MVP this season, but it is, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a smack to all the Golden State fans. I mean, it makes you realize how it's like Steve Kerr for the first time has to like legitimately like coach up a team because before he just had so much talent, so much experience, all these things fell in the right place for him. And now he just has to really work with what he did. He doesn't have what he used to, and he has to work with a lot less now. And you're going to, I think you're going to see. Steve Kerr really begin, they're going to really begin looking at his coaching style. All these other people are going to look at him a lot deeper than they were before because, I mean, he's, I mean, some of the guys, you have no idea who they're yeah. running out there some, at some points in the game. You know, guys who really, I mean, you just look at Glenn Robinson III is starting for this team, and Glenn Robinson III got cut by the Pistons. And, I mean, like, how does that happen? I, I, not good. I, yeah. Not good for the Warriors. <laughs> not good. Glenn Robinson stinks. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the videos, like the Jimmy Kimmel, like lie witness news when people are like going through the streets and, and like, hey, how do you think Clay Thompson's played this year? Like, oh, he's been great. Like, cause I there's Warriors don't actually have fans. They don't. So you're gonna see all of them go back into the woodwork. These everyone's gonna go back into hiding. They're gonna hang up their their staff jerseys. How are, how do the Warriors not have fans? Ban the they're like the that's like the bandwagon team of the NBA. I disagree. You disagree. They have real fans. Yeah, even before and that like when they first got way back like when they had I just I feel like they've always been a team that the city that they're in regardless of how good they are has usually cared you know about the team. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, they definitely have their share of bandwagon fans, but there are a lot of people who spend a lot of time watching the Warriors be awful for years in Oakland, and like, this has been their team. I pride myself on being fans of teams that have zero bandwagon fans because they suck. Because they, they can't. Yeah. Like why the, would you bandwagon? A, why would you bandwagon a team that's under five hundred uh, every single year out of the decade? Are you okay? I just for everyone not I'm watching, chilling. you are I'm absolutely you, chilling, chilling right now. I'm chilling right now. This is me chilling, chilling, chilling. Right, keep going. Keep All right, going. last one for you, Joe. Dark horse team for this season. Pistons. I sorry, Joe. Go ahead. Derrick Rose for MVP. <laughs> Derrick Rose for MVP. Okay, Derrick Rose is playing great, but Atlanta. Ice traded gang. He's gone off. Yes. First two games of the season. Atlanta, and you look at that lineup. I. They've got Trey Young, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Alex Len. And if you could take out Alex Len and move Collins to center and put yeah. Kevin Herter in at shooting guard, 
And that is a very young and a very deep team yep. that can do a lot of different things. I was going to say, floor. Alex Len is one of the worst basketball players I've ever seen play the sport. Yeah, I was really surprised that he was like still in the league. Yeah, me too. Yes. Have you guys seen Alex Len's facial hair this year? No. It is not good. It, he looks absolutely horrible. The Hawks have great jerseys now too. I think the oh. young, the young, fresh. No, no, no. The lime green. Don't hate it. No, no, that's it's that's bad. That's a rough bad take. It's twenty nineteen. Yeah, Alex Len kind of looks like a convict. Yeah, oh, convict. I wouldn't go that far. Music. Sorry. Shout out to Akon. Shout out to Akon. I see you. Never mind. A little inappropriate. <laughs> okay. All song. right. Thanks, Ryan, Love for that. that. All right, that's your dark horse team, Atlanta? Yes, I think that Atlanta, especially, I mean, Jabari Parker's on this bench. Remember when Parker was good on the Bucks? Like, they've got some depth. And they got DeAndre Bemery was a guy coming out of St. John's, was really, really good in college, and he was a guy who a lot of people, where they drafted him, could do a lot of things. They got a deep bench. Vince Carter still plays basketball as well. Yes, he does. Some way, somehow, he does. Don't forget that. Don't forget I, I think that Atlanta, for me, is the team to continue watching, especially with how young they are. It's just, can they put it all together? Because they have so much talent. I like that. I like that. I've been on the Mavericks. I really like what the Mavericks put out this season. Luka Doncic has looked great so far this season as well. I like that team. I like, But I like, if you want to, I like to call them league pass teams, Atlanta is the one. Like, I could watch Trey Young play basketball all the time, which I feel bad for because I dogged him at first when he came into the league. Me but too. he has been he, he has been good. He has been good. Well, we eat crow. We eat crow, right, Collins? I don't. I don't know what that. I'm. I don't think I've ever heard uh, that Col- saying. I know. I didn't really? either until Collins said. I've heard Rabinowitz it before. Benowitz just gives me phrases. I don't think I say. You but know, you say eat I crow. I do say eat crow. I do say eat crow. Okay. Um. All right. NBA. Should we want to do some MLB before we do? This is some MLB. Are we satisfied with our basketball talk? I believe so. I was just chilling. I just. I, I was know, just chilling. Just... Big just hanging out. I was no help there. But uh, I want to touch on the MLB for a second. We do have about 15 minutes left. Wow. What a series. Unbelievable. I love baseball. I think baseball is a very, very underrated postseason. Uh, obviously, the Astros tied the series up 2-2 last night against the Nationals. Great watch at the tin can, by the way. Love watching baseball at the tin can. Um, Astros somehow got down 2-0. That's a soccer term. I just used it. 2-0. Um I love postseason baseball. I remember watching the Cubs beat the Indians. Sorry, Joe. Uh, in my dorm room, I think it was freshman year. I was awake for hours. Like I think the game ended at like one, maybe close to two a.m. Unbelievable watch. If you're not watching baseball, even if you're not a baseball fan, just tune in, watch a couple innings. I just love I love how the managers like toy with like rotations and pitching yeah. situations stuff. That's always great too. But now now you're two two here. So essentially the series you kind of wipe the slate clean. Okay. You got max three games left. Who do you like now? Has your mindset changed at all? It's always very weird when the when the home teams don't win at home, but they go win on the road. Yeah, I don't know anymore. This one, I I'm gonna go Astros. Okay. And I had Nationals completing it and being, you know, the team of destiny and go out and win their first World Series. But I don't know. Like, when they went up 2-0, I was telling somebody else the other day before they played uh, before they played Game 4, saying, you know, I think the Astros will pick up one, but I think it's over. Really? I mean, if you drop the first two at your home place, Nationals looked good. That pitching rotation, that pitching staff is unbelievable. Like, I, I, I couldn't see for a second how they were going to rally back and then win two away and then come back. 
so I didn't at first I didn't see it, but this I think this has been a smack in the face of the Nationals. I think it, you kind of you you feel a different energy now when you're up 2-0 and yeah. then drop two yeah. at home. Like that's a that's, smack in yeah, the face. Yeah, that stinks. I feel bad for Nationals fans cuz like you'd be nice to win a World Series game at home cuz your team's never won it. Uh but I just think now as you said after you get up two nothing and then you drop two, the momentum has shifted. Whatever that pl- players only meeting that Verlander held with Altuve in the Astros clubhouse, it seemed to have worked. I just think the window of opportunity kind of closed for the Nationals. And honestly, I think the Nationals actually have a decent shot of being here again next year. And I hate to always like already talk about next year as if this the World Series is still yet to be played. Uh, but the Astros, I think, experience-wise, uh, you're going to see Verlander come out again and have a better game than he had in Game 2. Cole, as well, will have a better game than he had in Game 1. Uh, that's the first time where they've really been, like I don't want to say exposed, but you saw a different uh, different Garrett Cole and different Justin Verlander than, you, than you're used to seeing. But that game's tonight, which I love. How I, That's the thing about baseball, too. They had a game like pretty much every night, Yeah, which is yeah. fantastic. It's good. It's good. And this one's gonna this one's gonna be a duel. Cole on the mound for Astros, Scherzer on the mound for the Nat- Nationals. Yes. This is why you play the game. This is why you play the game. This is I will say that has also made this series this is why one of the reasons it's so much fun. These pitching matchups have, have just been great. Yeah. It's been so much fun to watch. And yeah, postseason baseball is a different animal. It I some of the most fun postseason. Agreed. I feel like we just had to throw it in there. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I would be remiss if I, because by the time we talk about it next, we'll have a World Series champion. I think. Yep. Makes sense, right? Wait. So who did? Are you going with Astros? Yeah, yeah. You I'm had gonna, Astros I'm gonna, to start I'm gonna too. take the. I'm gonna take the Astros. I had him to start. I think I had the Astros in like five or six games, maybe. That was probably a little, I don't know, premature of me. I think the Astros with Garrett Cole tonight. This game. This is a very, very important game. I almost want to say whoever wins this one is going to win the World Series. I think this one will go seven because I think that even if the Nationals actually I take that back, the Nationals I think might win tonight, and then I think the Astros will go take two and it'll be awesome. And we have another game seven. We'll be locked in. It's gonna be great. I could see it. I could see it because especially with Scherzer on the mound, you can see the Nationals win this one, and then who Verlander would be next game winning. Yep, next game for the Astros. Yeah, and the Verlander, Verlander picks up that one there, and then they win the last one. So we'll see, man. I don't know, but it is Sunday. We do have the NFL to talk about. We'll do our picks. Let's do it. I, I, okay. I know you guys want the music, and I'm just going to give you guys a heads up. Let's, uh, it's, it's up in the air if it gets played this <laughs> week because I do not know how to work the IMAT bat here. That's okay. Can you, um, what if you, okay, I'm going to try to do it you, like yeah. myself did. Yeah, I was going to say, like a little rookie hazing ordeal, you can do it, like just verbalize it. Can you keep it up for 10 minutes? It's time for the picks. All right, Julian, we're at week whatever. I don't know what week it is in the NFL, but we're gonna do the picks here. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Yeah, whatever. Thanks. Yeah, that was actually not not bad. Thank you, Collins. Um, Joey, want to do the picks? Let's do the picks. Joe, you in? Well, I mean, I'm in here, so might as well. Mike's on too. So let's do it. All right, we'll do the picks. Figuring out lines, Collins. Really? Yeah, Joe doesn't know what a gambling line is. It's incredible. Really? Yeah, I do now. Sorta. Okay, so you, you know now. <laughs> you know now, or you don't know? He sorta does. Okay, we'll, we'll help see. Him out. Okay, uh, first game here. We'll start with Titans are at home against the Buccaneers. The Titans are a two and a half point favorite. Joe, do the honors. Okay, I'm gonna go with crab legs. Give me 
James Winston, I love <laughs> James Winston. I I think that he's Grand the real deal. <laughs> I know. I think that he, this offense, Bruce Arians, is getting this thing rolling, and I think that they're, they'll cover minus two and a half against the Titans. Man, this is a bad game. This is a, the Titans yeah. are not good, and neither are Crab Legs and the Buccaneers. Give me the Titans. I'm just gonna go with the favorite in this one. I, I I'm not in on Jameis Winston. He's not good. I, I can't stand Jameis Winston. I just think he stinks. Like, I, am I the old, like he's not good. He throws a lot of <laughs> interceptions. Um, I'm gonna take the Titans here. Mike Vrabel and the boys at home. They'll, they'll get it rolling again. W- really weird team, the Titans. Like they were pretty solid for a couple yeah. of games to start the year, and then they kind of fell off again. I'll take the Titans here. Next game, Bears and Chargers. The Bears are at home in a three and a half point favorite. I'm gonna go with. Wait, okay, whoa, Bears Chargers. Yep. Well, obviously Philip Rivers struggles to is struggling to win some football games. Chargers in general just aren't that good. Bears defense is so. Bears minus three and a half. Give me Phillip over the Bears. Yes. He figures it out in this one. This is tough. I actually think the Chargers will lose by three. So Ooh. with that, the Chargers, like, gosh, <laughs> figure it out, Chargers. They're, they've been on the edge of being good for, like, so long. So long. And Phillip Rivers just gets screwed constantly because his team stinks, just like Stafford does. Go get a win today, Phil. We need you here in the division for the Lions. Give me the Chargers to at least cover it. I'm just shaking the mic furiously right now. Love Phil Rivers and my fantasy team. Next game, another stinker here. Actually, well, stinker because of the one team. Falcons and Seahawks. The Falcons are at home with Matt Schaub at the helm. Didn't even know Matt Schaub was under contract in the (laughs) NFL. But he is. Seahawks are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to go with the Seahawks on this one. I really like. I don't know. I just the Falcons are really bad. Really bad. And there's bad. a lot going wrong with that team. It, yes. It's just they haven't recovered from that Super Bowl loss. Still. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with the Seahawks here. I actually think the Sea. I mean, the Seahawks are gonna get. I think they cover it. I. I it might be. Oh no, I don't think they cover. It. it might be higher. Actually, I think. I think six and a half is. A little low for how bad the Falcons are. I agree. The Falcons are so bad. And this is like a weird game. The Falcons, like, eh, no, they have Matt Schaub. They're not going to win this game. The Seahawks are going to win huge. Give me the Seahawks. Rams and Bengals. Rams are at home and a 13-point favorite. Going to go with Los Angeles on this one. Cincinnati. Nasty Natty. Not good. Not good at all. Nasty Natty. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati what sucks. Did do? What did I just do? I like that. Give me the Rams in this one as well. Are you good over there? I'm good. I just, I have my laptop. I'm telling you. Um, this game, look, the Rams, not really sold on the Rams this year. They took a step not back, either. a weird step back. Jared Goff is my fantasy quarterback. He put up half of a point in one of the games recently. Half of a point. I'm trying to win playoff not games good. here. Not good. I will take. Oh. Wait, what game, is this first or second game with Jalen Ramsey? He didn't, he, he didn't play last game, did he? I don't know. Did he play last game? Did Jalen Ramsey play last game, Collins? He did. Okay. I'll take the Rams. The Bengals are doo-doo. Doo-doo in the pants. Uh, Bills and the Eagles. The Bills are at home. A one-and-a-half-point favorite. Gotta go with Philly. Really? Yep. Mm. Fly, Eagles, fly. Wow. Give me the Bills. Uh, one? One? Come on now. Give me the Bills. Bills defense is good. Allen's good. Yes. Eagles haven't been anything for me this year. The Eagles have stunk this year. I have to imagine they'll bounce back eventually. Being on the road in Buffalo is not easy. I don't know. I'm just not sold. Like eventually Josh Allen's gonna have to step up and win you some games. And I think that, true. that I don't I give me the Eagles. You know what, Joe? Give me the Eagles. Jags and Jets. Jags are a minus seven at home. Gonna go with the Jaguars. 
I love Gardner Minshew, and he's I just I love it. Yeah, I'm with you. I've been behind, I've been riding the Minshew train. He became my fantasy QB after everything went downhill. He's been solid. I am riding the train. I think Sam Darnold bounces back this week. I don't think the Jets will win, but I think they will cover. I the Jets have to cover a game eventually, right? Don't they? Eh. No, maybe. It's the Jets. Give me the Jets. Saints at home, ten and a half point favorite against the Cardinals. The return of Drew Brees. Okay, I keep. <laughs> for, okay, I don't know what just happened, but I keep like not realizing that you're I'm, you're going to me first for some reason. <laughs> so the Saints, because Drew Brees is supposed to play this weekend. Yes, he is. I'm gonna go a little crazy here. Everybody, bear don't with me. We're don't going off it. the walls. Give me the Cardinals. Why not? Because first it, game back for Drew Brees. Bridgewater was 5-0. and They're going to switch it up. They're going to go crazy. Give me the Cardinals. It's going to be Cliff. Super cute Cliff. This is going to be his statement win of the great, season. Great pitch right there, Julian. That's a sharp pitch right there. Uh, I think that once Drew Brees comes out of that tunnel at the Dome, it's going to be loud. They're going to be proud. The Saints are going to kill him. They're going to kill him. Sorry. <laughs> there, I said it. Sorry, Julian. Colts and Broncos. Colts are at home a five-and-a-half point favorite. Okay. Colts, because I don't even remember. I'm drawing a complete blank on the guy who plays quarterback for the Colts right now. But Jacoby? Yep. Brissett. NC State. Whatever. Wolfpack. Give me the Colts. Yeah, give me the Colts in this one. I have not liked anything about the Broncos yeah, this season. Yeah, the Broncos are like actually really bad. So I am going to take the Colts. Our uh, weekly Nathan Stearns game of the week, 49ers and Panthers. The 49ers are at home, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Before I give my pick, Nathan, can you please give us the update on the state of the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, uh, we were starting a sixth-round pick at left tackle against Nick Bosa. God help us. Um, I think it's going to be a 13-10, 10-7 game, to be completely honest with you. it. The good thing is San Fran runs that like hybrid style cover three, which really opens up the underneath routes, which McCaffrey's normally really, really good at. So if we can win today, I will be happy as a clam. You want a phrase that no one ever uses? That's a phrase. Happy, happy as, as a clam. Happy as a clam. All right, there's your analysis. Clams happy? There's your analysis, Joe. I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Panthers. Oh. Yeah. Give me the Panthers as well. Somebody is taking Jimmy G down. It's Carolina. Christian McCaffrey. That is a man amongst boys. Panthers won't win, but they'll cover. Give me the Panthers. <laughs> Patriots and Browns. The Patriots are at home. I can feel Joe Dandron sweating from here. The Patriots are a 12-point favorite at home. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't care, Vincent Fox, bro. Browns. And the Browns are going to win, too. 28-10. All right, 28-10? Give me the Patriots by more. 12? What is my rule? Everyone in this room is now dumber. Uh, Good, Collins. Great Good, job, Collins. Collins. I mean, that is Collins. absolutely horrible pick by Joe. I think the Patriots might win by 1,000 today. By <laughs> Julian, 1, what's my rule? What's you my never rule? bet against the Patriots. That, okay, that's not your rule. That's every my loser rule. I've ever heard. Do you have something to say, Joe Dandridge? I put down an undisclosed amount of money on the Chargers beating the Patriots last year in Foxborough. I definitely should take that advice, but I'm not going to. So just want to throw that in there. Give me the Pats, Texans, Raiders. Texans are at home, a six-point favorite. Okay. Texans. Texans. That's it. Simple I like that. Watson a lot. And I like what that offense can do. I just and the Raiders are 
not. It's kind of a mess over there still. So yeah, Texans have been up and down this season, but I'm still gonna ride with them in this one. The Raiders haven't haven't given me anything. I think the Raiders, after getting kind of embarrassed last week against the Packers, will come out and show something. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll cover. Give me the Raiders. Chiefs and Packers. The Chiefs are at home. They are a three and a half point underdog. Okay. This is a really tough game to pick because it's like the Packers are so good. The Chiefs, I, I, Mahomes is not going to play. So I think it's actually maybe easier now that I just remember that. <laughs> Give me the Packers. Yeah, Packers in this one. Packers are going to win this one uh, by much more than three and a half because Patrick Mahomes is not playing, and that's pretty much it. Steelers, Dolphins. Steelers are a 14-point favorite at home. Okay. The Dolphins are awful. They are actively trying to lose Steelers. Oh, sometimes I just want to pick the Dolphins just for the heck of it. But give me the Steelers. I I just can't do it. I I will do this. Four, 14 ah, Dolphins are bad, but 14 just feels like a lot. Yeah. But like even, even the still, Dolphins. the Dolphins still manage to somehow not cover when they're given a million points. Uh, just give me the Steelers. I'm not going to have the Dolphins cover. Shout oh. out to Monday Night Football for just having the worst games possible this year. Yeah. yeah. Thursday nights have been better, and I never watch on Thursday night. I think it's a bad day to watch football. But I will take the... Hmm, get, I'll... Uh, it's a I tough one. I don't know. Collins, who, who should I take here? You know what? Take the Dolphins. Dolphins. I'm tired. I Like you said, you don't like the Pittsburgh quarterback either. I don't like Duck. Yeah. Get, get, out, get out of my right. face. Is Ramsey playing this week? I don't know if he is, but Ramsey probably should never be allowed to play football again after the like scene I saw a couple Sundays. But yeah. you know what? Give me, I, I like Brian Flores. He's jacked, so. He's jacked. That's my reasoning. Last game of the week. In the most important game of the week, the line has moved, but we will take it. Lions minus seven at home against the G-Men. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. So, oh, man. Lions. Lions. It's actually easier then because the Giants just aren't really that good. So, eh. Every time I stick my neck out for the Lions, they fail me. Yeah, backfires. Welcome to to the moment. But here we go. Once again, we're here. One pride, baby. One pride is right. I will take the Lions here, even though I guarantee they win against the Vikings last week. And boy, did I eat crow. I ate a whole hate bowl a crow. of crow. Crow. You ate a bunch of crow. A bunch of crow. If a, a duck's crow. a duck, it's a duck. Give me the Lions here, <laughs> and that will wrap up the picks. Thank you, Collins. I'm glad Collins got the music working. He did. He's figuring it out slowly but decent, surely. Decent fade could have been better. I, it, it, I, I'll be completely honest. I tried to fade it down right when you were talking about it. Hit the wrong button. No biggie. <laughs> no biggie. We got to start labeling things back there. No, they are labeled. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> Am I good to end the show now? Are you prepared for uh, me to I, we close? We are not the... prepared for that, but uh, yeah, you can end the show. We'll see how it goes. Okay. I will I will start to. Uh, is, is Joe going to run back there right now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we need all the help we need. I guess, are we here. just going to talk until this is over? No, you can end the show. I'll figure it out. Come on. I want to make sure you have enough time. Ready? Here you we go. Concerned I'll, put, about me? I'll put the pressure on my computer again, dude. I it went out? Dude, I don't know what it Apple. is. Apple. I don't know Get what on it is. That. I might switch over to a, a Dell computer after this. But wow. you know what, Julian? It's 102. It the is. Lions are about to kick off. I think it's time for us to go. I think it is, too. So long. I, think it is. I need to eat something, man. I'm so hungry. Me, too. Folks, thank you for joining us here this week on the Green and White Report. For Julian Mitchell, for Ryan Collins, Joe Dandre, Nathan Stearns, Henry Menegos. 
Ian Gilmore, Luke Sloan was also around here at some point today. We are done, finished for this Sunday. Enjoy your Halloween. Oh, yeah, so you do it because we don't have the song. Enjoy your Halloween. We will see you next Sunday and every Sunday, 11 a.m. This has been the Green and White Report. You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org sports.